what is up everybody it's saturday you know what that means sometimes but uh maybe going forward who knows but this is another edition of curveballs and chair shots it is just a twosome again today but you know i'm always here it doesn't matter what time what day it is i'm always here it's your boy brandon tango was sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is uh one of my lovely and esteemed co-hosts i guess is tyler gunderson tyler uh, Dominic's not here. We tried to work around schedules. I tried to be accommodating. We were going to like pre-record the wrestling portion, put it in the tail end of the sports portion. And then for some reason, just Dominic didn't show up. So uh, I, I, I usually I'd have like a joke or something, but I honestly don't know what's going on. So Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Mr. Mr. Iron Man over here. He's the Cal Ripken of, of podcasting. No days off. Just fucking keeps rolling every single week. I mean, how can you not love a host of a podcast that that's always there for you? So she's I don't know if anybody ever tells you this, but this podcast and everybody out there who listens is very appreciative of you. Oh, thank you, Tyler. But uh, yes, the original reason we're supposed to do the Saturday podcast, which was always the plan. And then just for some reason, Dominic just tells us last minute that he has some eye appointment, which he probably (laughs) should get his eyes checked. He should get probably a lot more than just his eyes checked. But that's neither here nor there. But we were supposed to do the date yesterday because you know dominic mr matchmaker over here is trying to set me up with one of his co-workers and then unfortunately you know things fell through yada 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 not going to get into everything but you know it didn't happen it's okay maybe it happens later down the line maybe it doesn't who knows but yeah i would have loved for dominic to be here right after we went on the double date things didn't happen but we're here the the, the content just kind of fell out of fell out of the basket there it was going to be be a great time but it's okay i still went on a the old third wheel date that i used to do all the time before the podcast on fridays and yep. it's a great time you know watch the warrior game on my cell phone because we sat outside because it was just this little this little pizza place that didn't well they had tvs but they didn't have too much seating area it was all taken so oh, damn. Me, and the, me, me and the studio audience just watching the uh, warrior game on my cell phone as i propped it up against the uh the beer and water that i had <laughs> good times high, high end setup i had that's what i'm talking about right there that's that's commitment that's love for the game right there buddy mm-hmm. tyler how, how how are you outside you know we always talk about work and it gets kind of boring because that's really all uh, i hear from all american labels yeah. tyler how are you what what's in the plans that you're going to reno this weekend right yeah i leave for reno tomorrow morning about to do some bowling for for those who don't know i'm very into bowling uh i was in a league and uh, now I'm into bowling because I watched bowling last week, so now I'm all in on bowling. That's right, hey brother, it's it's a it's a sickness. Um, I was in a winter league all year in Casha Valley, and it's a Reno league, so we finish up our year in uh, in Reno. So I'm pretty pretty excited for that, hoping to spend some time at the at the uh, sports books and things like that. And then, other than that, plan wise, I don't think I have very much else going on. Just living life, look. Loving the apartment life, it's it's great. It's I'm having a good time. And if you might be able to tell, Tyler doesn't have his full setup. He is in the truck. Sounds a lot better than last time we did the truck podcast. But uh, yes, he's already got yeah. kicked out of his apartment. I didn't get. I goddamn it, cheese! Don't put this bad connotation on it. I didn't get kicked out. We are recording this at seven o'clock in the morning. Could have been and at seven thirty. Could have been at eight o'clock. But you know, someone had to do it really early. I, you know, I wanted, I wanted to get it out of the way. Oh, that's another thing. We're supposed to be going to some downtown Livermore thing, trying beers, all that fun stuff. Um, but I, it's seven in the morning, you know, 
wifey's still asleep. Her sister, who also lives in the apartment with us, is, I'm assuming, still asleep. So I just didn't, I didn't want to be an inconvenience to the to, to the girls of the house. So I was like, oh, I'll just go out to the car. What what a fucking gentleman Tyler is. Well, yeah, that's right. Call me call me Jack with the amount of gentlemen I got inside of me. Bam. Pause. So. Pa- pause. All right. Never mind. We're anyway, just, we're just gonna that. we're just gonna <laughs> ignore you just said that. But let's uh, get <laughs> in to uh, the baseball standings. As wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, okay, wait, let's wait, you know wait, we're gonna do some wait. more banter back and forth. You know, this is a free flowing podcast, even though some might not say it is. Everybody, you you're always the one to ask how we're all doing. Jeez, how are how's how are you doing? We all, you know, you always podcast, you're doing this. How are you doing? Oh, thank you, Tyler. I'm doing doing great. A little, little sleepy, as yeah. we might tell. We did at seven o'clock in the morning. I don't even know how many hours of sleep I got because I might have, you know. Tried to go to bed at like 1 30, but then the yeah, other that doesn't happen. I was, I was, somebody was grinding, somebody was grinding a little too much on MLB the show last night. Well, huh? you, well you know, there was the moonshot event, and I was just out there just hitting fucking dick slaps and dingers all day or all night. And it was, you know, it was a great time. Got Anthony Rizzo, and then I realized that I'm probably not even going to have to use Anthony Rizzo because I did the Brewers collection and I got Prince Fielder, and Prince Fielder's, you know, maybe a little better than Anthony Rizzo, even though I just did like four hours of grinding for him. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a, a left-handed bat that plays first base, you're going you're going Prince more than you're going Rizzo. And for some reason, Prince Fielder has double the speed of Anthony Rizzo. That's fucking hysterical. He, he's got like forty-two speed when Anthony Rizzo only has twenty. So I'm like, oh, well. you know what? I'm pretty sure Prince Fielder had an imp- inside the park home run though. It was his 2009 All Star year, kind of his peak. So you know, little chunky, thick Prince Fielder can move back in the day. That's right. He, he's like he was like a young Big Daddy, you know. It's blazing speed right there. Blazing speed. Do got a question from Big Daddy in the mailbox to today? Everybody's pitching in today. Everyone's here. That's right. Except Everyone's here except for Dominic. Except he's for Dominic. He's here in spirit. He is here. He's always here in spirit. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's get into the baseball recap. We have the American League East, the New York Yankees still leading the division, twenty-four and eight, holding a healthy four and a half game lead over the Rays. Then. A little bit of a drop off with our Toronto Blue Jays at seven, 17 and 16. And then another bit of a drop off with the Baltimore Orioles and the Boston Red Sox down there. And the Boston Red Sox are in last place of that division. So uh, shout out the Orioles. They're not in last place. That hold that connotation goes to the poor Boston Red Sox. But the Yankees still uh, doing it. They're eight and two in their last 10, one their last five. They just finished up a sweep. I believe, or they started a series. I forget. They're playing. They were playing the White Sox. I think they're still playing the White Sox. I don't know. But I think uh, they're still playing them. I think I got thrown off because it started Thursday. Yeah, kind of threw me for a loop because they're probably doing those. You know, they got to fit in those one sixty two games eventually. So that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So the Yankees still doing the damn thing. The Rays holding, just kind of sticking around. Tyler, I'm probably gonna ask this every week until. Uh, they're not disappointing us anymore. Are you worried with the Blue Jays yet? I'm not worried. We're still early in the season. It's a very long season out there. So I'm not like super, super concerned about what the Blue Jays are doing right now. I will say having, I think, the second most blown saves in, in baseball is is not a not a good look. But it also means they're they're fighting their in ball games till the end. It's just they need relief help, which I'm sure they can go out and get maybe by the trade deadline 
or maybe they got some young guys up there that that uh, they could drop into that to that uh, closing spot. The Red Sox, though, being the team that's that is dead last in in uh, blown saves, just absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe they are as bad as they are right now. Uh, it, it's just it's absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, I was a little higher on the Red Sox. I I think I put them like in the wild card hunt, and obviously that ain't that ain't the case right now. You get Trevor Story, you got that loaded lineup, but you can only go so far if you if you got some shitty pitching. That's pretty much what they have. They've allowed 128 runs, not terrible. I mean, yeah. the Blue Jays and the Rays have both given up like almost 20 more than that, but uh, they've only scored 114 runs. So Fucking... that, that, bi- that big lineup we were all expecting with Trevor Story in there has not panned out well yet. Fucking dead baseballs, man. It's they're, they're it's killing the game. No runs are getting scored. It's ridiculous. Except, except for the Yankees are scoring 160 except, runs. That's right. Except for those big boppers. I, I don't know. I, it's such a fucking weird, trees over there in New York. <laughs> it's so fucking weird because like it, the dead ball you can see is a, is a problem, but it's only a problem in certain places. Because like you said, the Yankees are scoring a lot of runs. I believe the. Uh, the Braves are scoring a lot of runs. We see the Cleveland Guardians are scoring a lot of runs. Yeah, like like there's just these random ass fucking teams that are out here just putting putting shit together. And I I I don't know. Maybe it's, it's the hum- it's the humidifiers. Yeah, it's the humidifiers that they're using. I was also thinking maybe they're just not relying as heavy on the long ball. I know. Well, I know the Yankees do, but the Yankees also have a fucking little league field that they call home. Um, Dominic could pull it out if he takes it out in right field. Yeah, we've seen it. We've, we've seen the proof. But, like, I, I could see Cleveland. I mean, we just seen a, a, a series with them playing Oakland. Like, they're more of station to station, you know, drive-in runs, hitting the ball the other way. That They're, they're getting it done that way. So that's and then Josh Naylor hits absolute fucking Josh, tank. Josh Naylor's just fucking coming he's a, in. He's a madman, and I love it. Wanting to fight the wall, which is I, I love guys. Yeah, he like he that. first he first did that in Oakland. At least first time I saw it was in Oakland when he hit like a big home run, and then he did it again a couple of days ago because the White Sox was like, "Oh, this guy's just a fucking crazy person." He's just fucking psychotic. He's he's the he's the hitting Max Scherzer pretty much. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm fu- I mean, I, I'm he's probably also one of those guys who always gets mad at stri- when he strikes out, which I never understood. Like back when I used to play ports, shot the ports going back to the ballpark on tomorrow. It's going to be a great nostalgic time. I'm going to be so excited. Fuck but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, there'd be guys who just like strike out and just get like so fucking angry. I'm like, bro, just calm down. Just summer bowl. Not that big yeah. of a deal. Well, see, but there's the difference there. Jeez. It is not summer bowl. <laughs> but then there's also, but it's I definitely mean, not summer ball. You strike out every now and then. You're not going to get all angry. Don't That's they? right. Especially, you know, you know what? Especially in today's game, where strikeouts don't meet as much as they used to. You know, one, one time I almost died because my cross the street neighbor. I only played like one season with them, but he's a big, tall motherfucker. We were playing. I forget where we were playing, but we were playing like at a decent field that had like kind of low hanging dugouts. He bounced the his helmet off the ground. It bounced up off the ceiling, ricocheted, and almost hit me. Oh, that would have been great. If it hits, if it hits you, you go one of two ways. You either get mad at the guy or you fall to the ground and you start crying like in a joking way. Which way would have you have gone? Uh, I probably would have just no sold it because I think at that time I was like the youngin on the team. So I could you oh, know, oh, show damn. no weakness. Show no weakness. Show weakness. I would, I would have <laughs> started fucking crying on the ground. You start holding your neck saying you're going to sue him. You got to get the laughs out of him. 
that's that's the problem. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Damn. Not the funny guy. I've never I been guess funny not. Guy. Never have been. Mm-hmm. Never Hate will be. That's right. Moving over to the AL Central. Speaking of that crazy person, Josh Naylor, uh, the Minnesota. Well, he plays for the Guardians, but we'll get to them. The Minnesota Twins, they lead the division 19 and 14. White Sox had a good week, seven and three, but they have lost their last two. Uh, three games back, but still under 500. Cleveland Gardens got the same record, followed by the Kansas City Royals, not the Chiefs. There you go. And then finally down there at the doldrum at the very bottom, Dominic's Detroit Tigers coming off a terrible series against our Oakland Athletics. But they did win yesterday, so good for them. Yep, yep, and they took they they uh, took the first one from us as well. Um, well, the, the I think that was the only the only game they took from us. Correct? Was that first game? First game uh, of the doubleheader. Yeah, the friend of the doubleheader. Yeah. Um, Maybe the second game though. Yeah. The uh, the the Detroit Tigers does not surprise me though. I knew we knew. I think me and you knew that there was no sustainability to what they had going on at the beginning of the year. I mean, I I, I like them as like a fun young team to watch. <laughs> I thought they I thought they would do better than than this, but I didn't think yeah. they would make a run for it. Yeah, they, they do have young, like you said, young, fun guys to to, to watch, but it's just... Spencer Torkelson for AO Rookie of the Year. What is his numbers? I don't think he's doing I, too well. Right I, have no, I have no idea. I don't really care. I just want Spencer Torkelson. I told you to win everything just so I could say Big Daddy beat him. Big Daddy Big Daddy beat the Rookie of the Year, the, the MVP, AM, Triple Crown AM, winner, MVP, World Series MVP, yeah, that's all right. that shit. All, yeah, give him all the accolades just so we could say Big Daddy was better. But then I should have um, I should have said that I should have known that he was going to be a bust just because Big Daddy beat him and he didn't do anything in the championship game. Yeah, I mean that should have been your your fucking indicator right, right I, there. I got I got the numbies right in front of me. Could you like I I like you to guess what his numbies are? I want to say he's batting fucking two two fifty six. How many home runs? How many uh, are eh, does he? Have? Well, home runs, RBIs. I want to RBI. say he's got. I want to say he's got two home runs and maybe nine RBIs. Okay, close on the home runs RBI. He got three home runs, eight mm-hmm. RBIs. He's batting one fifty six. He's not even uh, he's not even above the Mendoza line. Jesus Batting one fifty six with a negative zero point two WAR. Jesus Christ! So, so I don't obviously I don't watch enough Tigers games, but what's the games played on him? Like is he is uh, he's had eighty nine at bats, so he's had a decent amount. Decent. So he's not everyday starter, obviously, because him and Miggy are kind of. Split in time. Well, eighty nine at bats, one hundred and five plate appearances, and twenty nine games. So he's he's played a lot. He's playing every game. Okay. It looks like. God damn. So it looks like he's getting on base, getting those walks. It, it looks like. Oh, don't fucking I he, watch money. He's got a he's got a two seventy six on base, bro. He's getting on base. He's got he's um, got this. Oh God, watch Moneyball the other day. I, so I, I sorry to go off on this tangent. I watched Moneyball, and I used I used to like the 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 movie when it first came out because I was a stupid A's fan. And you're a part of the and you're a part of it. Or is that just Travis? That was just Travis. I didn't oh, get to go. Damn, damn. Um I used to love I used to love it. I'd be like, yeah, this is awesome. It's about the 20 game win streak and all that. And then I watched it again the other night and I just was like seething. I was like, I'm mad at this movie 
because they're glorified. Because Barry Zito, Mark Moeller, the big three, uh, Eric Chavez, and Miguel Tadej don't exist. The, well, that, like, are, are the, the main guys who are there. But then they're glorifying what Billy Bean and, and fucking fat fuck uh, Jonah Hill, I can't remember the character's name. Even though he's, like, three people combined into one. Exactly. Like, like what the, they're glorifying what those fucking people did. It's like, it didn't work. At the end of the movie, they just sit there and they go, yeah, they didn't make it out of the American League Division Series. It's like, so this this whole movie didn't work. The whole concept didn't work. You're making him look like he's a good guy. He's a fucking asshole. Fuck him. And then and then they sit there and they're like, well, feel bad for him. Like, he's going through a divorce and his, and his kid, you know, his kid writes this song for him. Fuck that kid. But then, hey, look, he's going to move up. He's going to go to the Boston Red Sox and he's going to he move, move on. And then he didn't. And, and, what was buy the, the, and then he was going to buy the Red Sox, uh, and then he didn't. What was the point of the whole Kevin Euclid's like underlying storyline of that movie? Just to be like, hey, Kevin Euclid, he walks like a duck or he waddles like a duck. Who cares? Damn, hot takes on Moneyball. I, I think I, I, I think I still got the uh, illegal version of Moneyball in my at my house somewhere. Let's ever gave it back to you. I don't know. I I don't know. I try I tried to watch it with Haley because I, I you know trying to get Haley into being a bigger A's fan and things like that. That's a rough and time she, to do that today, to do that. Well, this year. she kind of, she kind of fell asleep and then I watched the rest of it and I was like, wait a second. I'm not going to show her this. This fucking sucks. Fuck that movie. What were we talking about? I'm sorry. I guess uh, we, we were talking about <laughs> oh, the AO central. Oh yeah. I, I brought up Torkelson's on Torkelson. page. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, he's that's, that's a tough look when you're, when, when your premier rookie, is is not even hitting 200 um but he's almost on base 30 percent of the time yeah still still i'd be i'd rather try i'd rather try miggy's old ass out there than than torque batting fucking 156 uh the Uh, twins though twins even worse uh (laughs) twins though are looking are looking really good i think we said it uh last week as long as they stay healthy that team can be very dangerous and and we're start we're starting to see that and i think the white Sox are starting to get some guys back and and they're starting to make that turnaround and i think we knew the white Sox were always going to be in the in the hunt yeah i'm not too worried about the white Sox. i'm more worried about the blue jays uh than the white Sox. uh yeah. they'll be fine uh you know liam hendricks still kind of just blowing leads every now and then does worry me uh, yeah. but i think they'll, they'll be fine the pitching staff isn't you know, great by any means, but the I the lineup's fine. I do agree with you with the the twins. As long as Byron Buck stays healthy, with he did get a little bit of an injury scare. Was it Sunday or Saturday? But luckily, yeah. it was it was it was nothing bad. I mean, I was watching him yesterday, and he just hit a fucking tank. So he's just killing nerfies everywhere he goes. Because that's what Byron Buxton does. Yeah, I love him, but I hate him. I love him, but I hate him. I hate him for the nerfies. That fucking asshole. Um, and please, please stop saying you're worried about the goddamn Blue Jays cheese, because then you're going to worry me. You're going to get me into worrying about them. And then, I'm just comparing the two. I'm, you know, uh, <sighs> we'll be fine. Everything's going to be OK, Tyler. Everything long season, long season. We're not even like a, we're barely a month into the season. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank exactly. you for the calming words. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Moving over to the West, the hometown West, the uh, Houston Astros. Stayed atop that division, 22-11, and 11, holding a half-game lead over the Angels. Both teams got 22 wins. Then a substantial 
We'll drop off as we go down to the Seattle Mariners at 15 and 18, Texas Rangers 13 and 18, and then the Oakland A's 14 and 20. But God damn it, we're four and six in our last 10. We actually won a couple games since our last podcast. Let's fucking go. I was going to say four and six, but I think it was like Owens. <laughs> it was like Owen six going into game two of that doubleheader against the fucking Tigers. So we're, we're on a little, we're, we're on a little roll. Wait, no, no. Cause we, we lost won the first time. Tyler. We won the first game. We then won we the dropped the three. Du- we split the doubleheader and then the yeah, we're, we're fine. We're great. Did, did lose yesterday to the angels, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the Angels. They're 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 a very hot team at the moment, um, which is absolutely crazy. The, the what's his name? I can't think of the dude's name. Threw a no hitter against the Tampa Bay Rays. They're out there just fucking. The Angels are just having fun. I, like I don't. The Rays know love what, getting. The Rays love getting no hit. They love getting no hit, and they love perfect games being thrown against them. I mean, they um, let Dallas Braves throw a perfect game against you. Should just retire your franchise. Hey, 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 hey. Sorry, the ghost of Dominic took over. The no fucking Dallas Braden slander when Dominic's not here, all right? Sorry. How dare you? How fucking dare you? But, um... That was just yeah, a reused that, joke from, from baseball. doesn't exist, but that's okay. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I wasn't going to throw you under the bus for that, but if you want to throw yourself under the bus, that's fine. Hey, this is a transparent podcast, okay? That's right. Um... They're having fun. Joe Madden's let, letting, letting the boys have fun. Anthony Rendo's going up there and hitting fucking tanks left-handed for some reason. Mike, That was just a fucking cool sequence of events. Mike Trout goes up there, hits an absolute fucking bomb off Brett Phillips, which why is Brett Phillips pitching again? Who knows? Um, then fucking Shohei goes up there and tries to hit the ball a million feet and it fucking bangs off the wall for a double. Rendon goes up there and says, fuck it, I'm going to hit left-handed, even this thing out, you know, make it... In guard on the back leg. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fucking a leg guard on the back leg. And he just absolutely shits on a ball left-handed. It's fun to watch the Angels right now, which sucks as an A's fan, but it's fun to watch the Angels. Good, good for the Angels. As we joked about... Personally, that uh, we just both think they're going to fall apart later because that's what the Angels do. But enjoy yes. the times you have now with Shohei, Mike Trout, and Anthony Rendon playing good baseball together. Because if and and if, the A- and if the A's are going to not win the division, which obviously it's not going to happen. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa! Come on, have some faith. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, I'd rather it be the Angels than the goddamn Astros. So I'm I'm happy to see that. I'd actually hope it would be the Rangers, but you know, yeah, fuck it. So I they, had to they, look at I had suck. to look this up for Brett Phillips' pitching stats, and I thought he'd had like five appearances. He's only pitched in three games his entire career. For some reason, I feel like he's pitched way more than that. But well, I think all three have happened this year, correct? No, he, or has it been two? He played two last year. year. He played last year. Remember, he he ran out of the bullpen, and I think in Florida when the Blue Jays That's were playing right. there, he did like all the gimmicks. But I thought he pitched more than once that year, but whatever. That's what baseball reference says, and baseball reference is always right, apparently. That's right. Unless you're a baseball savant person, which I'm not. No. It it gets too complicated for me. My my baseball knowledge mostly comes from baseball. Yeah, stuff like that. So, Speaking of those Astros, they've won 11 in a row. They are absolutely fucking on fire. Uh, Shout out. Shout out them. 
you know, we, we always dog the Astros. They're playing well. I don't, we haven't talked about uh, what's what's the shortstop's name? Pena. All I think yeah. of is Juliana Pena, but uh, that is not who plays shortstop for the Astros. That's the Julio U.S. featherweight Pena? champion. Is it Julio Pena? Or is it Jeremy Pena? I thought he had a, I thought he had a Latin first name. I don't I'm know. Going, I'm going I, with Jeremy Pena. I want Hatterberg, not Pena at first. God damn it, not again. It is it is Jeremy Pena. Damn it. So that, that's why I was getting Juliana Pena a little yeah. messed up there. But uh, like yeah, Julio he, Pena is playing great. Yeah, he's playing fantastic. Julio Pena slash Julio Jeremy Pena is playing fantastic right now. I mean, he's playing, I think, better, probably better than Carlos Correa. So that's uh, definitely panned out, which is probably the reason why the Astros didn't want to pay Correa all that money because they knew they had that guy in the pipeline. And like, hey, if you want to cut million, hundreds of million dollars? Go ahead. We'll pay this guy minimum wage for six, seven years till he hits arbitration. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I agree with you. If it's between the Astros and the the Angels down the stretch, I definitely would rather have the Angels win. I still want Seattle to to fucking get their shit together, but that yeah. hasn't exactly happened. They're not playing like terrible second I mean, half team, man. Yeah, I mean they're they're three and seven in their last ten, but their run differential is minus eight, so they're not like you know just getting blown out all the time. But they're also yeah. your boy, your boy uh, Jeremy Rodriguez. Needs to get his Ooh, shit together. Oh, 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 there we there. go. See, Tyler see gets the joke. I see what you did there. Yeah, no shit. J-Rod needs to fucking figure this shit out if he's going to win Rookie of the Year, that dumb bitch. Although I, I'm pretty sure I made my change to Bobby Witt, but I never announced it. Um, I'm going back to Julio Rodriguez. Fuck it. I need to ride with my guy. I don't think Dominic gave us a American League Rookie of the Year because he doesn't know anybody. He doesn't know the rookies, I don't That's- think. Okay. Unless he, I was like, unless he I was was like our, like, our two rookie of the year picks are just absolutely atrocious right now. So I'm like, of course, Dominic is going to win, but he doesn't have one. I think Dominic just rode. I think he might have rode one of our coattails. I think he might have just was like, yeah, one of your guys is. We'll have to check the tapes. That, that that's but, why that's why he's he's bringing our picks down. That could be, could be. God damn it, Dominic. <sighs> it's okay. We still love you. Yeah. Most most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Going over to the National League, the National League East with the New York Mets. Uh, leading by a healthy margin, five and a half games. They are 22 and 12. Second place is the Philadelphia Phillies, followed by the Atlanta Braves, Miami Marlins, and the Washington Nationals. Everybody is under 500 except for those New York Metropolitans. Uh, Philly playing decent baseball, winning their last three. But once again, the Mets have you know, kind of circling this division right now. Do you see anyone kind of getting out of the, the doldrums of under 500 in second, third place and, and moving up? Um, yeah, I think, I think the Braves are eventually going to turn it around here, hopefully. And I think the Phillies also, I think it's going to be a tight race up there at the top when it comes down to the stretch of things. The Mets, they're gonna, they're gonna be the Mets. They're gonna fall apart at some point. It's going to be a big, you know, a big turnaround. Something's going to happen. And, uh, but it's scary because they're doing this without DeGrom. And once DeGrom comes back, it's almost a guaranteed, <clears throat> win every five days so but once DeGrom comes back then their uh his run support is always shit which means the lineup is going to go cold when DeGrom, DeGrom starts pitching there you go see that that's what I mean mate you know what spin zone they need to trade DeGrom because he's actually making the team worse exactly yes trade him to Oakland for exactly. for a for a uh, a cup of coffee and and maybe they'll like we'll give him Frankie Montas 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take that deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or deal. Paul Blackburn because he's doing he's doing well right now. Paul Blackburn uh, definitely on the trade deadline. Just definitely gonna be gone. I'm, I'm just anytime anybody performs well, it's like all right. Well, it'll be nice to see him get traded in July. Um, sorry, I'm being positive. Very, positive I'm, I'm, very, I'm, I'm being very pessimistic on the eight, especially like it gets even worse when they're not playing well either. It just gets worse and worse. Um, but I think the Phillies, the Phillies lineup, once they figure, once once baseball figures out these fucking baseballs, if that you know, what what a sentence. Uh, once they figure out what the fuck is going on, and they you know say fuck this, we're getting rid of the dead balls, we're going back to let's fucking juice them back up again. Um, I think the Phillies are gonna are gonna come out and they're gonna fucking be swinging, and they're gonna drop their dicks on the table, and it's gonna like I said, it's gonna be a tight race up at the top. Well, even with the dead balls, the Phillies are still fucking smashing the ball with 160 runs scored. But then that bullpen and that pitching staff, if you give them bouncy balls, I think it's going to be even worse because that and good point. that pitching staff is just atrocious. We, I think we talked about the seven-run blow-up in the ninth oh, yeah. inning to the Mets last week. So, yeah, I, I just... No matter how many arms they put in that bullpen that you think are, are good, it's just something in that Philly bullpen just makes them just shit the bed. Something about the water over there in Philadelphia. They're just like, they can't fucking pitch. Makes them not be able to fucking pitch. Maybe they need to like switch the bullpens to put the home team up top so then all the Philly fans just fucking yell at them and curse them out and that gets them amped up and gets them scared to, to fuck up. And then they, you know, it's like reverse psychology. Yes, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Great knowledge. In the central, we get the uh, Milwaukee Brewers 21 and 12. Three and a half back are the St. Louis Cardinals. And this is pretty much a two horse race as uh, we expected, uh, followed by the Pittsburgh Pirates, Chicago Cubs, and Mr. X's Cincinnati Reds, who have won six of their last 10 games. They're Let's on a three game go. winning streak. The Reds, they've won three straight. That is 30% of their total wins right now because they have nine wins on the season. Shout out. You guys Shut are up. on the upswing. But um, anyways, you guys have also given up 202 runs, which not a good look, but it's okay. Positives. Positives. You guys are three game winning streak. Not trying to kill your vibe. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, Brewers and the Cardinals still one, two, uh, Six and four for the Brewers, four and six for the uh, Cardinals. So that's kind of been the differentiator in the standings thus far. Uh, I, I was not sold on the Brewers, but they're uh, they're selling me. I mean, they got the you know that stellar top of the rotation guys. They got Josh Hader doing his thing, and Christian Yelich uh, hits another cycle against the Reds. Uh, sorry, yeah. Mr. X, but sorry, Mr. X. But uh, but Yelly is uh, he's not exactly 2018 MVP Yelly, but he's he's chugging along. He's doing he's, okay. He's coming around. He's coming around. He, he's starting to figure it out. That's for sure. And, and he might not be an MVP caliber, but it's looking like he might be comeback player of the year for for the National League at least. Um, but speaking of accolade, accolades, again another rookie of the year that I predicted just not doing what we thought he was going to do. Hunter Green, you know, when he's good. He's good, but when he when when basically when they make contact, it's just it, it's it's all bad. He's either fucking blowing a hundred and three by these guys, or they're taking him five fifty to dead center. It's uh, I'm sorry, Mister. I'm sorry, Mister X, but it's it's tough. This is this is tough. 
when you're blowing 103, I think you got to sit dead right on that fastball and you're just swinging no matter what. And if it finds wood, it finds wood. It's probably going to go a long way. Yeah. The moment that shit finds wood, it's, it's, it's hitting a wall somewhere, but um, yeah, like you said, the brewer, the brewers are, are holding up pretty well. And if Yelich does keep playing at this, you know, pretty good pace, the pitching's doing pretty well. Um, I think they could hold the division throughout the year. But the Cardinals, again, you know, Arenado kind of cooled off a little bit from, from like, the first couple weeks. He's still winning MVP, damn it. The, I, I think so. He's, he's still, although he's cooled off, I think he's still the best player in the National League at the, at the moment. Um, but they, they have some other guys that, that aren't doing so hot. You don't hear very much out of Goldie. Um, and I just think once, once those guys get it going, they could be a force to be reckoned with as well. So I, I, I think you're going to hear it here first. I think the national league is going to get represented in the world series by a team from the central. Okay. Okay. Uh, Department of corrections. Cause I know everyone cares about this. Uh, I got Prince field from the NL central collection, not just for the brewers. That would be Paul Molitor. So uh, where, it, where, I, where did you get, that correction from did you just pull that out of out or because i was thinking about it and i was like oh, wait a minute prince fielder wasn't the brewers collection that was the whole collection because i bought because we were talking about nolan arenado and then i was thinking about me buying nolan arenado yeah gotcha. that, that's the way my brain works gotcha, which I, gotcha. I was i, I was playing which... with arenado in the last event and i was actually he was batting a thousand for like the first four games he was doing yeah, fantastic man. for me but then he got which downgraded I... yesterday for some reason so i couldn't play him i was like yeah well for the people out there, getting getting one team's collection is 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 a little grind in itself. This man got an entire uh, division's collection. He's playing a lot of MLB the show. Let's just put it that well, way. Well, well, in my defense, I pretty much pulled every single Brewers diamond, which is the hardest one out of the divisions. Because, I mean, if you let's be honest, Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. The Cubs and the Reds don't exactly have a bunch of diamond type players, so hey, 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 I'm hey. sorry. I'm, in, in terms of you know MLB the show, they have some diamond quality talent. Uh, Joey Votto putting you know diamond quality TikToks and things out there. Well, <laughs> used to I haven't really been keeping up because I don't think he's been posting because they've been losing all the time. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So shout out Hater. Hater's like up to like a 93 now because you know I prestiged him because I use because I grind so much the show. Oh yeah, you're using the racist quite a bit there, huh? Yep. And I also got a Rose Chapman in the bullpen too. So my bullpen is just great oh, yeah. A great A people in there. Oh shit, you problematic as fuck. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I I'm waiting for Trevor Bauer to come back and put him in the uh in the starting rotation. That's you just need to do a creative player. Just create Trevor Bauer. No, we got Kenny Powers in the squad. Oh, that's right. I forgot Kenny Powers is made his made his illustrious return. Even though he's a catcher, not a closing pitcher. But anyways, over anyways. to the uh, NL West, Trevor Bauer's former team, current team. I don't know. The L.A. Dodgers are in the lead 20 and 11. Lost their last three, but they're still in first place. They are tied with the San Diego Padres, who have one more win than the Dodgers at 21-12, followed by the San Francisco uh, Giants. Just, I stopped myself, a half game back of the uh, Padres, so... Once again, it's a three-team race over there in the West, but don't count out those Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks only three games out of the lead at 18 and 15. Watch out. And then even the Colorado Rockies, who had a hot start to the season, 
they're at a strict 500 at 16 and 16. So this NL West, in terms of record-wise, best team uh, in the league or in the majors, I guess. Yeah, they. They. I was gonna say, I don't. The only person who's around 500 is is the uh, or the only team is the the Rockies, and they're they're playing as the best of. They're showing as the best division in baseball right now, which is kind of crazy to think, because you just assume. You know, three-headed monster. Well, and that's with the Rockies losing the last five. Yeah, I was gonna say in my case it was a two-headed monster with the Dodgers and the and the Padres because you know I'm still thinking the Giants. It was a fluke last year, but they're trying. They're they're kind of proving me wrong, and and they're playing pretty good right now. Uh, Very tight race, but I think they are also playing a lot of the. uh, They're beating up on on a lot of the other division as well. They they haven't really. Uh, had two tough of matchups so we'll, we'll see how things shake up you know coming into july august i think we're going to see a lot bigger of a separation between you know the top two and the bottom three because again i still think the giants just it's it's not happening don't let this happen again don't let san francisco giants fan have this over the a's this year uh, this weekend's a, a good series to kind of gauge where these NL West teams lie because the Dodgers are playing the Phillies, the Padres are playing the Braves, and the Giants are playing the Cardinals. So all three yeah. are playing some decent teams in other divisions. So would uh, you say that those are your your series to watch this weekend? Oh, that's a novel concept, Tyler. Me have to start doing that on this podcast. Maybe, maybe possibly, maybe, but Some, uh, yeah, something I mean, to consider. Probably. Because I'm trying to look on the American League teams, what they're doing. Uh, yeah, I think so. There's no, really nothing stands out on the American League side. I mean, the, the Yankees, White Sox, that's kind of in the American League, definitely a series to watch just because of two high-powered offenses, two high-powered teams. But if I'm going to pick one out of the three, uh, probably, yeah, probably Dodgers-Phillies just because I love me some Bryce Harper. So yeah. I'll go uh, Dodgers-Phillies. I'm only watching the Yankees White Sox if they're playing in a cornfield. So hmm. good reference. Thank you. Thank you. Thank good you. Job. Good job. Good job. Uh, then that uh, that's it. Unless you have any like random baseball news news and notes. Cause I don't think any substantial uh, really happened this, this week. I think they set the date for Bowers uh, uh, hearing. I think it's like at the end of May or some shot. Some I think shit it's like 23rd. That. Is it the 23rd? Okay. So, you know, me so, and Dominic will have a great time talking about it in uh, in Vegas when you're not with us. So does that mean I'm running the podcast myself, just solo dolo on the on the curveballs and chair shots? I mean, if you want to just do your own podcast and ship it over to me, you know, you could do that. But me and Dominic do plan to record in person oh, together got- in oh, Vegas. Shit. I oh, know. Shit. First, first time since like June or July. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm not going to record my own. Not, I can I can finally put to put to use this audio interface that Santa gave me for Christmas. Still haven't even used it. Oh, shout out Santa. Shout, shout out Santa. Yeah, always, always. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, I don't think there's anything other uh, baseball news related. Well, then let's get into the football news because there is some football news to talk about. Uh, not chronologically, but the biggest news, especially on this podcast, we got some New Orleans Saints news. Yeah. The, uh, Jameis getting some more help with Jarvis Landry signing with the Saints coming back home. At least well, I don't know where he's from, but he played for LSU. So we get uh, Jarvis Landry going to the Saints. Not exactly 
a star player like he used to be back in Miami, but a big name to put on that offense. And so we're getting all these graphics of all the different weapons they have. We forget Michael Thomas is on that team. I still don't know what to expect from him this year, but you know, this is a Jameis Winston podcast. We don't have any Jameis Winston slander we have to worry about, so we can just no. suck his fucking dick for the next couple minutes. Uh, Tyler, well, I was, <laughs> was going to say, essentially, you know, yeah, yeah. We talk about we talk about Michael Thomas. Slant, Slant Boy don't need. I don't think he's going to have the year because Drew. He's not dealing with a, a hurt Drew Brees to where he can't throw the ball far. He's gonna, you know, Jameis is going to air that bitch out. Jameis they can run the, be, they can run the slant and go. They can run the slant and go, but but I'm uh, Jarvis is going to have a hell of a year, uh, and it's going to be the Jarvis show because Jarvis can run those deeper routes. Michael Thomas can't run those deeper routes, and he's not going to be dumping the ball off to Alvin Kamara. So I think it's going to be Jarvis. And then Olave and can do the medium routes. I was going to say, yep, Olave is going to be the Jarvis and Olave show. Those two are going to fucking go off this year. I told you, I texted you once I saw the news. Jameis is throwing seventy touchdowns this year. Minimum. It's, it's a minimum, uh, absolute minimum. That man is going to be on fire this year. New Orleans Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. Jameis is going to be eating W's and stealing crab legs during the Super Bowl fucking parade. And I we can't do have a wait. question. We do have a question about that a little bit later, so don't want to dive too much into the prospects Thank of you. the uh, the Saints. We'll get back to that at a later date, uh, but. Tom Brady signs a new big lucrative contract with Fox uh, 10 years, $350 million. I think it's like bigger than his entire salary. He's accumulated over his uh, years in the NFL, yep. which is yep. crazy. So this kicks in whenever the hell he decides not to play anymore. Uh, I mean, good for him. Make your money, boo boo. What do you think this means for his playing days? Is this him getting fuck you money? He can do. I mean, he could always do whatever he wants, especially yeah. with Giselle being his wife who makes more money than him, which I think a lot of people forget. So he doesn't need to you know, well, make a shit ton of money. He makes it, it, she makes more in his in the, in the career path. Yes, because Tom Brady's always sat there and said, I don't need to make all this money from you guys because he has sponsorships galore and he's getting a lot of his money from from that. I don't think she's making more money like accumulated altogether. Yeah, I mean, I think you're undervaluing Giselle and her star power. You know what? I probably am because I like, I mean, I don't know anything about modeling, but I mean, when no. she like walked down in Brazil for the Olympics, like she was over. Nah, I'm not surprised, um, but I, I like I'm actually excited for this because although I hate Tom Brady, the football player, just because, you know, his legacy is kind of built on the back of the Raiders and, and, you know, the, those two will always be synonymous with each other. Um, Tom Brady, the person I'm starting to come around on a little bit more, you know, the, the 30 for 30 with him and, and Charles Florida Wilson. man, Brady's hilarious. Florida man, Brady is, I mean, now he's doing fucking TikToks, and he's, you know, he's over here saying after all these years, it might, it might've been a fumble. Like, this is fun. This is the Tom Brady. If he brings this into the into the Fox booth, I'm gonna be very excited to watch the games that he calls. And we like, I I, I don't want to speak for you, but I love when Tony Romo's calling games. I think I think him and uh, whatever the fuck his name Jim is, Nance. I can't. Yeah, Jim Nance do a hell of a job. So I'm kind of excited to see Tom Brady and whoever they throw next to next to the goat. 
yeah, I mean, t- uh, Tony Romo's cool. Uh, I don't love him as much as maybe my uncle does. My uncle loves him some Tony Romo, but I don't also hate him like some other yeah. people. I do think he gets kind of overexcited sometimes at uh, someone like just some routine plays. I think that's kind of everybody, especially with, like Patrick Mahomes. He makes like, you know, one decent yeah. throw. And like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, just calm down. Uh, take Joe Bill. Take Joe Bill. I agree. I agree. Uh, so I, I, I agree with you. I mean, ever since he has gone to Tampa Bay, Tom Brady has been like just a completely different person. He just gives zero fucks right now. He's just having the time of his life. So, you know, him going over and doing the Fox stuff should be a lot of fun. Uh, but bringing it back to football, do you think he this is his last year? Does he go to the Dolphins and tries to fuck over the Patriots at the at the end of his career just for memes? What, what do you see I- Tom on the field? I, I don't think I don't think he goes to fuck over the Patriots. Although that would be funny, I don't think he goes to Miami. If if there's a, if if he's gonna not retire in, in Tampa Bay, I think he does like a one last ride with the Niners, just because that was you know his favorite team growing up and and all that fun stuff. I, if if but that's a big if because I think he is gonna ride it out with Tampa Bay, and I think it kind of just depends on how well they play this year. I think if they go to the Super Bowl, make it, you know, do the whole damn thing, I think he retire. He wants to retire on top. I think he wants to go out with a with a Super Bowl victory. So we'll we'll see if that if that does come to head this year. Then then yeah, I think he retires. I think if they make the playoffs, it's, there's a lot of scenarios. If he if they make the playoffs and they don't hit the Super Bowl or don't win, I think he comes back. But also, if they don't even make the playoffs, I think it's another scenario where he retires. So it's Super Bowl. Super Bowl, he retires, or they don't make the playoffs, he retires. If he, if they make the playoffs, I think he comes back for another year. Okay, okay. Moving on, let's shout Lance Storm. Let's get serious for a second. We have another uh, domestic violence arrest type thing going on. Jerry Judy. Uh, was arrested uh, for domestic violence enhancer. So to be honest, I just read a little bit of this right before the podcast. I probably should look it up when it actually happened. But from the looks of it, it was like not a physical type confrontation. It was more like uh, he took her things and she he wasn't giving them back. And she, you know, couldn't really get her shit back. And so she called the cops. And uh, so it's not like a true domestic violence situation but uh, not a good look for jerry judy i mean let's be honest he's probably still going to play in the league but uh maybe yeah. he gets a little bit of a, a slap on the wrist to fine or probably not a suspension to be honest yeah i think that they'll probably put a fine on him but but i don't think they'll uh they'll suspend him um that one's a little bit i don't really know where to go with that because like <clears throat> we don't know the circumstances behind it. Like usually if, if a man hit his wife or his girlfriend and, and they were like, well, you don't know the circumstances behind it. It's kind of like, well, you shouldn't lay your hands on a, like uh, a man shouldn't lay his hands on a woman. You know, don't, don't, don't be doing all that. Taking her unless stuff. It's, unless it's in a consensual sexual relationship or if you're Trevor Bauer, then you just take it too far and that's the whole thing. All right. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go with all that, but you said it, not me. Um, but then Sorry, like, it's too early in the morning for that. Too early in the morning for, for cancelable offenses, all right? Um, but when you're taking her stuff and you're not giving it back, it's kind of like, well, why the fuck are you taking her stuff? 
and what like what what's the circumstances behind this and and what's the backstory this is when the backstory needs to come into play um i'm surprised i'm like i was surprised that he went to jail because they they took him into custody for this yep i like and, and, what they, was, and, and they slapped the domestic violence enhancer so he can yeah. get in front of a judge. Like, so what is like, <laughs> what it's, like a, it's he, a Colorado, what it's a Colorado thing, but I, I, I don't guess. Know. Cause I like, when I saw that, I, when I first read that he went to jail and it was a, it was a, a domestic violence enhancer. I thought like maybe his friend was like beating the shit out of his girlfriend or something. And he was just over there like, yeah, get that bitch fight that bitch or something like that and i was like enhancing the situation enhancing the situation not like hey i stole like your makeup bag i'm not gonna give it back to I, you. I stole your wallet and medical papers so now you can't go back to west virginia oh okay is that what it was is that a real yeah that, okay as so i said wallet, I, I read it like right before we started the podcast wallet and medical papers can't go back can't go back home okay i could i could see now i could see it now I could see it a little bit more clearly. I wish you would have told me that as I was going off on a tangent on. Well, you know, you, you know, story. usually, well, I should have known because normally my co-hosts don't know the full extent of all the stories we talk about on here. But no, okay, it's all no. my fault. Yeah, God damn it, uh, geez. it's our sorry. fault. Sorry. Finally, you're out here. Deme- you're defending a domestic abuser, Tyler. Cancel. That's story. right. I, I, you know, I can't believe I just did that. Cancel uh, me. Uh, finally, the NFL schedule was released. Uh, I mean, the NFL does a great job for better, for worse. They're just like making every little thing like the biggest thing ever. And they yeah. do this whole countdown and they release the schedule. Like we know they have a countdown to release an opponent and they do a countdown to release the actual schedule. Yeah, uh, it's like we know who they're going to play. It's like just the order in which they play it and where the games are going to be played and TV and shit like that. Like that matters to the players. And the coat like to that, like I don't understand the fans who are like, I can't wait for the fucking schedule release. This is gonna be awesome. It's like, who cares? Like, you, who cares at that point? Yeah, I mean, I like it when they reveal like the opponents and you can see yeah. who's home, who's away. And like, oh, you know, we like we always do. Apparently, every year we plan to go to a Raider game and they just never go. Exactly, and then we could be like, oh, who are we gonna see this year? Like, this is great. Who you know. Who, who are we going to act like we're going to go see in Vegas and then not actually go? Exactly. Well, we're definitely going this year, Chase. I hope you know. Of, of course. We're def- we definitely are going this year. But the most important thing about the NFL schedule is the New Orleans Saints are going to be able to do something that has never been done, and that is run the bird gauntlet. They will play all five bird teams this season. Obviously, they're in the same division as the Falcons. So they get two cracks at that. But – they can run the gauntlet and be the first team ever to beat all bird teams in a season. It's going to be electric, especially oh. week 17. If they get it, they play the Eagles in that last week. So it might be for nothing because we all know the Saints are going to absolutely fucking run away with that division. They're going to bench everyone, but there's still going to be something on the line. Run the bird infinity gauntlet. I mean, are we, we're just trying to make Jameis Winston the greatest quarterback of all time, right? Like, we're giving Jameis the chance to run the bird gauntlet. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course he's gonna do it. Of course he's gonna do it. This is awesome. I can't fucking wait. I mean, I'm gonna be the, the, the Saints might only win games. five games the entire season, but it's gonna be against the bird teams. Hey, if that if that's the case, I'm not a Saints fan. But if that's the case, if 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 they win five games and it's all against the birds, I think that's a successful season. Would you agree? Exactly. That's good building block. Maybe they went six. Maybe they swooped the Falcons because the Falcons are god awful this year. Even better. Even better. 
even better. Uh, so, yes, uh, moving on to the NBA playoffs, Tyler, uh, you know, playoffs are getting intense. We got two game sevens tomorrow. Have you been, how's the how's the basketball been treating? You've been paying attention to it. Hey, man, game six clay is, is, a, is a different animal from what I hear. What according, I hear. according to sources, but yes, game uh, six. According Clay. to my en- entire fucking Twitter feed, that was just all last night. It was game six, Clay. Game six, Clay. Games like is that a th- was that a thing before last night? Yes, it is a thing. Why didn't anybody tell me so I could have fucking just hammered like you know uh, a double parlay of the Warriors winning and Clay to score thirty? Because you know I love doing that. You know that's my favorite bet. Which, mean, which means either that. game six clay was not going to show up or the Warriors were not either lose or not cover. Yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a fucking skid right now. I'm, I'm a fucking wreck. I'm I, You know what my Bavada account is right now? What? $2. And what was the height was of it? that? What was it like? The height of it was like 184 at one point when I was when it was right after the Super Bowl when I first started getting into the Nerfies and I was just fucking I had that one day where I just was every game bam 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 I was like six and zero in Nerfies and that, I, yeah, I got one I remember like that one day you were just on fire I was on fucking fire and I, I mean it held it held for a while because then I you know the the one day I, I made like ten bets in that day and then like I kind of went and I kept going like sporadically throughout the rest of the week. And I was hitting and I was hitting and then I went ice cold and I haven't won a bet in like a lot. I mean, yeah, no, it's been a long time. It's been yeah. a long time. I, I uh, hammered just Gaethje to win on Saturday in UFC. I bet the rest of my account is only 50 bucks, but I was kind of getting a little tired of, of doing the betting. Wasn't really feeling stuff. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to fucking throw all my money into this one fight and see what happens. Then Gaethje, he, he looked good. He he rocked Oliveira a couple times. But then at, in the end, it was like only a three minute fight, but a lot happened in that three minutes. Uh, so uh, it should. So I've announced personally right now that I'm stepping away from online sports betting for the foreseeable future. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to go to Vegas and absolutely fucking find a whale play and I'm going to hammer it. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it's 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 gonna get ugly. I'm going to Vegas. I got some like a lot of free plays in my account, so I can not worry about playing any slots or anything like that. Pay for the slots. Yeah. So probably in two weeks when me and Dom do the podcast, still don't know when, where. It's probably gonna be the Friday, maybe earlier than normal. We don't know. We'll figure it out. So maybe that Friday night or Saturday, maybe even Sunday, we'll uh, I'll announce you know a big play and see what's happening so should be a lot of fun but might be a basketball game speaking of basketball which was the whole thing we're supposed to be talking about oh that's right i forgot what we were talking about tyler uh, we're, we're getting closer to my dream nba finals it's gonna be so exciting because both the heat and the golden state warriors have punched their tickets to the conference finals uh warriors winning last night in six because of game six clay game uh, six they, they they beat the, the grizzlies it was not pretty it was a knockdown drag out fight for most of it the Warriors pulled away in the last couple minutes um, no job ja Morant even, well not going to sit here and say you know the Grizzlies are better without job ja Morant but they're definitely a better defensive team without him uh, but uh, shout out the Warriors able to get it done still not exactly perfect you can see them not pl- I mean they do not play that great on the road but they play so much better at home which has kind of uh, kept them afloat they are the three seed we have the Phoenix Suns and Dallas Mavericks going to game seven. So if Dallas were to win, the Warriors would have the uh, game seven advantage if it gets 
to that point. But uh, Tyler, someone on the outside uh, looking in, how do you feel about the Warriors? How, how do you how do you feel about even like John Morant as someone who doesn't know anything about basketball? What is your interpretations of John Morant? I fucking love I love John him. Morant. I fucking love him. I'm I'm all I'm all about him. Um, I, I was having this conversation cause I see highlights of them and I see, you know, I, I'm, I'm very locked in. I like, I don't watch a lot of the, the, the basketball. I don't watch a lot. You know, I watch a lot of baseball. I watch a lot of football, but I'm locked in on Twitter. I, i I follow all the NBA Twitter accounts, all the MLB Twitter accounts, everything. So like, I see it all. And, uh, John Moran is giving me like 2011 Derrick Rose vibes and, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because obviously, you know, he's, he's playing hard and playing good like that Derek Rose, but also he's playing a little too hard to where it's like, don't, please don't, do don't me, hurt Tyler. yourself. Don't, don't, don't. Uh, you're bringing, I brought you down with Toronto Blue Jays. Don't bring me down with the John Moran slander. No, 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 not, not in a, not I, in a I, slanderous I, I, way. But you're, uh, I'm, I'm just saying, scared. Like, I'm, I'm scared for him. I like the guy so much. And I don't want him to not play so hard. I just want him to learn how to land his fucking dunks and the crazy f- layups better because I don't want a Derrick Rose situation. Um, no, I, I, I fucking love watching him play. He's very exciting. He's a very exciting guy to, pl- to, to watch. Uh, future of basketball right there. Um, the other thing is there's no way the Suns win, right? Because isn't Scott fucking Foster going to gonna be refing this game? I don't know. I don't really pay attention to the referees all that often, but uh, I, I, I just seen that it was like he was supposed to he was supposed to do a game last night or something like that, but he was sick or the other night, but he was quote unquote sick. So I don't know how they do the umpire. I don't know how they do the refing in, in the NF or in the NFL in the NBA and how they you know how it seems like they just kind of just pick them like at random. It's not like yeah, but, a, a you know a thing is a squad is assigned to one series. It's just like whoever yeah, just, gets assigned gets assigned. Yep. So Scott Foster is going to show up and he's going to fuck CP3 over again, and and yep, that's going to be that. So yes, Phoenix and Dallas game seven tomorrow. That's the final game on Sunday. Uh, should be fun. Yeah, I can't remember, but I think it's like the home team have has won every single series or every game. So for that thing it should be the the sons but uh, i mean i love luca luca's fantastic i but I, I just still think the phoenix suns are gonna find a way to uh to get it done i'm moving over to the east my miami heat get it done in six games beating the uh, philadelphia 76 as i told you last week joel Embiid came back i was not going to be scared until game five they lost game three game four but they did not lose game five and then they took care of business in philly in game six playoff james harden rears his ugly bearded head again not scoring a single point in the second half uh the heat run away with it advance to the conference finals um just not not a good situation over there in philly they just cannot get over the hump of the conference semis they're like the clippers of the east tyler I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. We kept saying, was this going to be the year that the that the Sixers actually made some made a run, did some damage? You know, they were looking good, and then fucking Embiid gets gets hurt. 
He can't carry the team on his back. You expect James Harden to, to show up. This is what you traded for him. You know, this was the whole – this is why you went out and got him. And you forget that James Harden absolutely fucking shits the bed in the playoffs. So, you fucking hate to see it. I, I think that trade was just a lose-lose. You know, the Sixers, yeah, they got James Harden and he played well during the during the regular season, but he's just not getting it done in the postseason. And then the Nets, Ben Simmons is fucking being Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, moving over to the best series in the playoffs, just in general, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. They're tied three games apiece going back to the Garden in Boston for game seven tomorrow. Uh, this game, this series has been just absolutely phenomenal. Most of the games have been just banger after banger. And I'm a little sad that it has to come to an end because I wish these two teams just play on forever. Forever. Uh, I, I like the Celtics. They are at home. Um, you know, backs against the wall in game six. They get it done in Milwaukee. I think they are the overall more talented team. Yes, the Bucks have Giannis, but with no Chris Middleton. Um, and on the road, I think that's going to limit them. A tad, but I, I I love both these teams. I love the series, but I do think Boston ends up getting the the job done. Uh, Giannis traveled. I don't know who needs any more clarification, but that was fucking egregious. You seen that clip, right? I assume. Uh, maybe, but no. It, it was like but, I mean, everyone everyone travels. He it was a spin move layup, and he 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 picked up his dribble before the spin. So he did the two steps in the spin, and then he just kind of like walked up to the basket. He took at least seven steps, and 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 the announcers were going crazy. They're like, what a spin move by Giannis and all this shit. And I'm just like, hey, that guy fucking traveled. It was it, it was it was absolutely egregious. But yeah, all uh, you know, obviously I haven't again not been watching, but I keep hearing about how great this Celtics. Uh, Bucks series is and how it's been the best to watch and and I'm not surprised because that Celtics team is fun. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, those guys are are uh, Jason Tatum are, are really fucking showing that their their roots are dug deep in Boston. And then Giannis is being Giannis. It's it's been uh, fun to keep track of. That that's for sure. As I, I'm assuming, Cheese is uh, watching that, the play. That definitely was a travel. That was a thousand percent of travel. That was crazy. It, it wasn't exactly. A, I I mean, when he did the spin move, it wasn't a travel. But then he does like a little fucking prance, and that he puts, like puts it over the edge. Exactly. He like he like shimmies his way up to the basket. It's like what what are we doing here? What are we doing? It's okay. Everyone travels. I mean, I think I was watching the Warrior game, and like the tail end of it, and Curry, I think, definitely traveled in one of his little moves he did. But I was also watching like compilations of LeBron James traveling from the fucking three point line and laying it in. So, you know, you know what, you know what? It's just, it's a different game. Nobody knows the fundamentals anymore. They've ruined basketball. Dominic. I didn't know you were on the podcast. Sorry. Ghost of Dominic coming back. Speaking speaking of Dominic, apparently it's going down on the Instagram group chat right now. And then I I seen, I seen it popping up. What is being like, I've been reading it, but what did Dominic share that that's, getting him in trouble i don't know but shout out mr x mr x just slid in the dm so gotta gotta read that a little bit later anyways shout so, out, shout out. Uh, so dominic uh just sent and he also said we weren't going to expose him but now that he brought up that we weren't gonna, that we were going to expose him we we have to now we have to because i was so, gonna ignore it but so he yeah so, us up. so he sends a, a video of like a fall guys thing it's 
Austin Creed. Shout out Xavier Woods, I think. Shout out. Austin Creed, and I will be hosting the next Fall Guys reveal. Hope to see you there. Shh. Okay. So it's just a video of Xavier Woods teasing that he's going to reveal. And then Barry saying, sorry, <clears throat> studio audience. Studio audience. What now you want to play? Dominic, huh? They are recording and are going to use this against me. What, okay. Like, what? And, first of all, what were we going to use against you? And second of all, why did you say, huh? Like, I'm confused. I don't understand. I don't under- I don't understand where Dominic was confused. I'm confused that Dominic's confused. I'm confused that Dominic's confused as well. This is, this is wild. Um, yeah, Mr. I like, uh, well, we'll get into Mr. X's stuff because we got sent the questions and like, I'm I'm curious as, as as to know if you knew where his uh his Instagram name came from, or is just his his whole name came from. To be honest, I did not read the questions. I like oh, to jump see. into I I skimmed over them a little bit just because Dominic did send in the screenshots. But uh, anyways, I I yeah yeah get get anyways. Get into it, get into so it. that is it for the sports. Let's get on to the fan mail segment of the podcast, otherwise known as. Mr. Hexy, questions of the week. Bum, bum. All right. Thank you, Dominic. Let's uh, first go over to the and friends portion as we go to Big Daddy. He sends in a question via Instagram, a podcast question. With the NFL schedule out, the social media teams uh, put out funny videos. He may be biased and say the Chargers had the best one, but I want to know which one you guys were favorites and least favorites. So uh, short answer is I, I like the Chargers pretty much because that was the only one I really saw. Tyler, have you seen the Chargers uh, video that they released? Yeah, I saw it. It's if you, guys, worst, if you guys don't know, that's it's the worst a, one. That's the worst one. <laughs> if you guys don't know, it's pretty much just the Chargers doing a full anime uh, release and they like cosplay cosplay they you know parody different animes so like the the raiders were one piece because one piece is like it takes place on a boat the entire time or most of the time so that's why the raiders are one piece and they did all these so other different let, little let me, things let me ask how the fuck did you know that did you ask your brother no i knew that beforehand like what i do know what i tangentially know some things about anime and one piece is i think like Dragon Ball Z is kind of like the one everybody knows about, but like One Piece is kind of like the real biggest anime, like over in Japan and like amongst the anime people. You're making your brother so fucking proud right now. I know, you know, it, it's just like wrestling. If uh, he might not watch wrestling all the time, but I watch it so goddamn much, he just tangentially gets information from me watching all the time. It's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I got the same you. thing, same thing. Uh, so that's it. Uh, sorry, I don't really have a better answer than that because. As we said earlier, we don't care about the NFL schedule release, and I just kind of came across the Charger one because that was like the biggest one. That's the one everybody talks about because they did what they did. Yeah. No, it's not actually the worst one, but I, I thought it was pretty funny. All right, moving over to Johnny Roca. J Row is back. Hey. After his hiatus, he jumped ship to WCW last week, but it's okay. He had a great time. Oops. J Row, you were fantastic over there. Welcome back, J Row. I miss you. Uh, so first question for May thir- for the May 13th episode. Happy Friday the 13th, even though it is Saturday. Uh, do you have any irrational superstitions? 
Um, all my irrational superstitions have to come with gambling, pretty much. I yeah. get very in my own head about everything. So, like, if I had a jacket, I had my gambling barstool jacket, I wore it all the time, and then I lost. And then, of course, I wash it. I wear it again. I win a bet. So, like, oh, now it's not, it's not cursed anymore because I washed it. I washed all the losses off of it. Yep, yep. No, I'm the same way. It's all usually gambling, or it's when it comes to like, actually, when I used to actually play, like, if we were on a win streak and I wore, you know, I wore my pants a certain way, I wore a certain, you know, pair of underwear that day when we won, it was like, all right, well, running it back. Not that I wore. Do you wa- I was going to say, do you wash the win away? You, you want, so that's, that's the problem. You, you do have to wash it, but as long I'm in the, I'm in the mindset of as long as it is the same outfit, you know, as long as you got the same pair of underwear, the same socks, you know, like that's, that was my thing. It was like, all right, I usually have, you know, a good amount of pair of underwear. Like I used to rock the stirrups in baseball. I'd have a couple pair of the, the white socks that go underneath the stirrup. Um, I had to make sure I wore the ones that I wore the day we won. Yeah. So going back, I don't have like any plain superstitions, but I did have, I remember back in 20 in the 2012 or 2013 playoffs where I, I think it was a 13. That's the one I went to all the games. I would wear like the same jacket to every single game because I'm weird. And even like back in 2020, I had to watch all the games in my room because we won like one game when I was watching in my room. So like, well, I just got to watch all the games now in my room, even though I have the smaller yep. setup and everything. Yep. Yep. No, it's, it's how it goes. I mean, we, we talked about it when we went to the, uh, when we went to the A's game, what a couple uh, in, in April, it was like, I'm wearing this shirt for the first time. If, if we fucking lose, I'm not wearing this shirt to another A's game and we fucking lost. So I can't wear that shirt to another A's game. It mm. just, I can't do it. Uh, second question. Monday is May 16th is National Barbecue Day. Also, Mom and Cheese's Mom's birthday. birthday. Yep, that's right. Uh, what are your three favorite items to slap on the grill? Well, if only we had Grill Master Dominic on the podcast, he could give us all the answers. But yeah, Tyler, yeah. I have what are your uh, three, three go-to barbecue things? Obviously, you got to go with a nice fucking, a nice filet or a nice ribeye, either of the two. You, you know, dealer's choice, whichever. Just, we'll just we'll just make it broad. A nice steak. Put a nice steak on the grill. There's nothing better. You get a nice, nice fucking grill mark on it. You sear that bitch up. Fucking, uh, I love a good steak. Uh, number two, I, I'm getting my burgers down to where, like, every time I make a burger, I'm always, it, somebody always says this is the best, best burger they've ever had. So I think burgers are, are up there for me. And then I'm a big chicken guy. I like cooking chicken. I like, I, I I like when it when I put some on the grill and it's not like oh we're taking it off the grill immediately because it's you know already done. Steaks it takes what fucking eight minutes eight minutes on a grill. Burgers it's like fucking ten minutes. A, a nice a nice chicken, you know, uh, a chicken thigh, a chicken breast or something. I, I like throwing that on the grill. Uh, Got to give an honorable mention because Dominic's not here to the the old chicken hot dog. They uh, cook those up all the time. Might not sound great, but they're they're fine. All right. I probably uh, would rather have right. a, a regular hot dog. But uh, so yeah, I'm Ooh, the, on. Sa- the satisfying sound of a hot link popping on a grill just brings back good memories. Good memories. So kind of yeah. got to go down the same boat as you like the steaks. Um, probably steak is by far and away number one. I mean, I'm not particular on exactly what kind of cut it is. If it's comes from a cow. 
I'll probably eat it, even if it's yeah. well, maybe not the the tongue or the intestines and all the other you know shit Dominic sometimes puts on his tacos. But cheese likes to eat the cow penis. Yeah, well, and testicles. That's right. Yep, stuff it in a hamburger. Mm. Mm. So good. Uh, also, I probably throw a hamburger on there. You know, whatever, whatever kind you like. Um, and then number three, probably like some, like a rib, like some ribs, like you know, a nice cooked all day long type rib situation. Oh, probably I have, gonna go with. I those. gotta make some ribs. I have. I've never barbecued ribs myself. I think I'll, I think I'll have to buy a slab or something and do that at some point. Yeah, my uncle got a smoker, you know, got a Traeger because he's a, a basic oh, bitch. Traeger, what? What? Okay. So yeah, he, so yeah, my uncle's a basic bitch and got a Traeger, but uh, he's been smoking a lot of things. He also has been making these jalapeno poppers, Tyler. I mean, I need to try yours because oh. you say they're all the rage. I make, I, you know what? I've been making them every fucking weekend since we moved out here. So I, I do have to, yeah. We got to figure something out. We got to yeah, figure something some, out. Here. He's been smoking uh, jalapenos stuffed with like a little cheese medley, wrapping it in bacon. So what's uh, what's the Tyler Gunderson stuffed jalapeno? I uh, I do. So I don't do whole peppers. I, I, I slice them in half and I put uh, sausage, usually, usually uh, Jimmy Dean's hot sausage inside, cream cheese, wrap that bitch in bacon. Okay. Okay. Uh, another question from J. Rowe. He's he's making up for lost time. Uh, next week is National Police Officer Week. Do you have any police stories to share? Maybe you had a good run in with the law, or maybe a bad run in. Tyler, we're all law abiding citizens right here, so we don't have any run ins with the law, right? I definitely don't have a speeding ticket to my name. Uh, the, like that one was funny for the sense of like everybody kept telling me, well, why didn't you try to talk your way out of it? And I was just so mad at myself for getting caught speeding that I just was like, just give me my fucking ticket. Um, and then the other one was, would be the day of graduation. You know, you remember graduating from high school, you go in early, you, you go to Chappelle early, you practice I mean, your yeah, walk. That was for me. That was like 10 years ago at those points. So yeah. it's kind of been a fleeting memory. So you go in, you, you practice walking the stage or whatever. And then they're like, all right, just come back, you know, at like two or three or whatever. So me and a, me and a few of the, the, the fellows from, from high school were like, let's go fucking shoot hoops at the duck pond or whatever, which was not open yet. It was still kind of, but the basketball court was done. So we, we went over there, we were playing basketball and then the cops showed up and they were like, Hey, we need to see everybody's ID. You guys aren't supposed to fucking be here. And so we all just fucking ran and we ran and we left. Ran Damn. away from the cops. There's still a warrant out for you guys. There might be. Why do you think I'm in Livermore now? Shit, Can't show my face away. to San Lorenzo. They're after me. The ops are after me. Uh, so I've, as a good law abiding citizen, I've never personally been pulled over like in my car. Uh, mother, my mom did get pulled over one time because she was speaking. No, she like ran a red light or something. But uh, so, yeah, I know she was late. She was dropping us off at grandma's. It was a whole thing. But the only Aww. the other one that I forgot to I, I kind of didn't mold this one over. But the one it's not exactly like a police story because like I didn't really talk to them. But apparently I got home one time and there was like cop cars just everywhere down my street. And then I, I go I go home, just whatever. And then I hear a knock on the door and then the, the police officer comes and he's like, oh, uh, is it okay if we like check your guys' backyard? Because I guess somebody like ran away 
like you, you little fugitive. Yeah. So they fucking had to, and they didn't, I didn't unlock the side gates. They, cause like my, our gates are our side things, our side fences kind of all just connect from our neighbors. So they just went from like one neighbor's house to our house. And they were, cause if you guys don't know, you guys haven't been to my house. My house is a, my backyard's a fucking jungle. So it'd be the perfect spot for some fugitive to hide out at. Uh, but he's they, probably still there. He probably is still there. So they, you know, walk through uh, the with all the canines and stuff sniffing around. And then they were just looking for him. And I guess nothing happened because I was looking and I didn't hear anything. And yeah. I don't think they came back to say, well, I think they maybe said they're all clear. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the only police story. Well, that, so that, that, that reminds me of in Discovery Bay. Sorry, that one last story in Discovery Bay. There was a guy who there was a male thief who in our, in our, uh, in our, uh, gated community, we had a male thief, I guess. And somebody had caught him in the act, called the police. And he just so happened to be on our street. And so in the middle of the night, I used to sleep with my window open in the middle of the night. I'm just hearing, I'm hearing, if you're back there, give yourself up. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I look and I just see flashlights shining in the backyard. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I go downstairs and the cops are just fucking walking around in the backyard. And I'm like, what is going on here? And my dad wasn't even awake. So they just, they just let themselves into our backyard. I was like, what the fuck? And apparently they knocked next door. Cause you know, this is when my aunt still lived next door and they, they knocked, they told them don't go outside. There's, there's like uh whatever a, a criminal running around outside and my aunt's like well why the fuck did you have us open the door then like just do what you have to do out there whatever um turns out the guy was hiding underneath a trailer like not not on our street but the street behind us it, it was a whole fucking thing but that that was that was that was quite the quite the thing to wake up to at three in the morning the cops you know just yelling into the backyard and shining flashlights into the backyard so you're saying even in a gated community, there's still crime running rampant. Even in it, oh my god, even in a gated. I mean, the other, the before I moved out, I think it was like two weeks, or maybe it was a week after I had moved out. I'm still on the the lake's Facebook page or whatever, and the cops just fucking straight up uh, killed a guy in 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 the lakes in the gated community. I guess he was going crazy and he was like in a standoff with the police. Shit was wild. Nice. And over here in San Lorenzo, the only controversy we have is not be able to turn left onto Hesperian Boulevard because hey, there's man. a sign that says you can't turn left. And then I was like, that's fucking bullshit. And then what happens like three days later? Th- yeah, I, I sent you the picture. They changed it out to make it a no U-turn sign instead of a no left turn sign. Oh, a bunch of idiots. So yeah, someone's getting fired because they put up the wrong fucking sign. Dummies. I, I mean, I knew that was, wasn't right when you guys brought it up because there's still a lane to turn there's left still a turn, with the turn paint left. and everything. It doesn't make, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It, it, it would make, make no sense. sense for you not to turn left because Hesperian, for those, you know, for Mr. X out there, Hesperian is the main street, like, in San Lorenzo. Yeah, so. so make no, yeah, anyways. We still got Johnny Roca questions. Uh, now that the Saints have signed Jarvis Landry, got their superstar DB, then, of course, signed four rookies, a wide receiver, linebacker, O O tackle and D tackle. Would you say the Super Bowl that they are Super Bowl contender status? If not, what are the realistic expectations for this team? And is there a missing piece they still need to fill? People don't understand. And I've tried to explain this ever since we've we've talked about them. This Jameis Winston, it's not a bit. This is real life. Like 
it might have started off as like, haha, yeah, Jameis Winston. We've worked ourselves into a shoot here, brother. Like, I'm all in on Jameis. I really think this team could could do some damage and go to the Super Bowl. That defense is really stacked, and I think adding Jarvis and and Olave and or whatever the fuck his name is, and having Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, there is no the only the only thing that could stop this team from winning is if they actually do try and split the shit with Taysom Hill like they have been trying to do. Like, you, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Stick with Jameis. Let him get the fucking job done because he will get the job done. Yeah, the, the, J, the Jameis talk is not completely a bit. I do like Jameis. I mean, even when he was, you know, started the season last year, he was really good. And he was, you know, on track to, to do some damage. Uh, but unfortunately, he got hurt. And so now, as you said, you know, Jarvis, Olave, and Michael Thomas, hopefully, whatever the fuck's going on with him. I do think, I know I'm biased, but I, I do think they are, I don't know if I'd put them at Super Bowl contender, but definitely division playoff contender, strong playoff contender. They have the Bucks number for whatever reason. So yep. whether they split or sweep, that could put them over the top, get them to division possibly get a buy if they because they have that weak division you can beat up on the falcons you're gonna say you're just absolutely murdering this yeah the nfc south is fucking terrible yeah so it's you know it's just the saints and bucks and whoever i mean probably both those teams are going to make the playoffs just because of how terrible the rest of the division is so i i do like the saints i think they'll make the playoffs i don't want to go too all in on them but i i like the defense and i probably should i should have checked out their schedule they do have the bird gauntlet seattle's not great uh, Eagles, I do like the Eagles, but that's week 17, so it's kind of hard. Falcons, dog shit. Baltimore, I mean, they're good. Arizona, no more good. Hollywood Brown. So, I, eh, but anyway, they're just going to yeah. run the, the, the wing. They're going to run the ball. Yeah. They're just going to run the, the wing offense the entire time. So, I mean, the yeah. birds, except for the Falcons and the uh, Seahawks, they're pretty much all decent to pretty good playoff teams. So, uh, anyways, finally from johnny this one is actually exclusively for tyler so glad you're on the podcast tyler thank god uh so johnny roca wants to know if you have watched hearts and souls yet damn it johnny i knew this i knew this day was coming i have not watched it yet i have not i need to because i look at it every goddamn day I see it sitting there and it stares me in the face. As Cheese knows, there are a lot of things that I always say I'm going to watch. Like AEW Dynamite. Like AEW Dynamite, you know. You know what I still haven't watched yet? Moon Knight season season finale. It's been out for like a week and a half. Haven't watched it. I make you this vow, Johnny Roca. And as long as it is okay with Cheese, I will watch it. And I will give you a semi-review on the podcast next week, as long as that is okay with you and Dominic. Ooh, okay. I mean, if you guarantee you're going to be here next week and you give us a review, I'm all down for it. I'm, so if you guys do I'm not know, a guarantee. so for those uninitiated, uh, Johnny bought this DVD as a gift for him and Haley six months ago on November, 2021. And he keeps Damn, saying he's, he's going to get around to it, but we need to shame him if he has not watched it yet, which please, we are shaming please, him. Please shame me. I, I feel, I feel like, I feel bad because I want to watch it, 
I just it, you so because I don't know what this is. What is this? Is this a movie? Is this a series? What is this? It's a movie. It's it's a I believe it's Robert Downey Jr. It's kind of a, a rom com. It was when a, it was when we were really talking rom coms on a former podcast that I used to do, um, and and Johnny Roca had had sent it to us, sent it to me for me and Haley to watch, and I just like with moving. And doing all that, all the stuff that was going on at home, all the, all, the, all, all, everything that was going on, I just never found the time. And then, of course, you know, now we are, we are finally settled in. I just have to get around to watching it. So I am making it. I'm Johnny Roke. I'm telling you, guarantee it will get watched this week. Guarantee. See, there you go. So maybe if you guys just send in AW questions, maybe Tyler will actually watch it now. If you, if yeah, maybe if you guys just shame me to the point of like, hey, you know, I have to start guaranteeing watching it, it might happen. Who knows? Maybe. All right. So Dominic has sent over Mr. X's questions because still three years into this podcast, do not have access to the uh, Gmail account. But uh, this is Mr. X. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, well, they've won a couple of series now, including one over the Brewers. I hope this is all an upswing but we'll have to wait and see amen mr x you guys are on the up and up as we said so we're you know making a push making a playoff push uh thoughts on brady signing a report 300 million dollar broadcasting deal with fox sports before he even officially retires as a player we kind of uh went over that already who who would you want him in the booth with because obviously joe buck is out with fox now he's not doing or at least for the nfl right yeah, he's doing the ESPN. Yeah, is he still doing baseball yeah. with them? I think he is. Oh, no, I don't think he is because I think I saw something that there's like a, a new voice for the World Series because the first time because Joe Buck has been doing the World Series for like the past 20 years or something. Well, yeah, because his dad did it before then, too. It was, it was a Buck tradition. So, yeah, no more Joe Buck. No more Bucks in the, in the fucking no more Bucks to give. <laughs> I don't get it. What are you talking about? God damn it. I'm not going to say it. I was almost going to say it. What were we going to say? What were no, we going to say? Fine. No, it's fine. Say it. No, fucking say it. Say what you chest. I plead mental illness. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Damn. Hate to see it. Mm. Anyways. All right. Let's All go. right. Here's Mr. X's NHL playoff update in the NHL playoff news. Colorado is the first team to advance to the next round with the 4-0 sweep over, the, over Nashville. Tyler, do you know what the Nashville team is called? That's the Nashville Predators, brother. Ooh, look at you. Look at you. Number four seed St. Louis finished off the number two seed Minnesota Wild with a series uh, win of four to two. The defending champion Lightning were able to overcome the Maple Leafs in overtime to tie their series up at three apiece. While the Penguins currently lead their series, they could be a set, there could be a setback as top player Sidney Crosby suffered an upper body injury after taking a high hit in their game five, five to three loss to the Rangers this past Wednesday. While he's been evaluated, head coach Mike Sullivan believes they can win no matter who is on the ice for their team. Uh, thank you, Mr. X. The you. NHL Love the hockey that's, that's the only way. Well, actually, I'm locked into NHL Twitter as well, but Mr. X's NHL update and then my, my NHL Twitter is how I'm just, you know, that's how I'm living my hockey life. I'm, I'm a little sh- ashamed of myself. I have not been watching that much playoff hockey. Usually 
Not saying I, I lock. It. Not saying I lock in for playoff hockey, but usually I actually watch some games or at least some action. But for some reason, yeah. I just haven't been able to catch it because, like, it seems like oh, it's always the case where it's always basketball and hockey. And just right now, basketball I think is so good right now that I've just been watching basketball more than hockey. But uh, anyways, uh, Tyler, I'm gonna fucking keep you on for at least the Mr. X's portion of his questions because he does he has some wrestling questions right now, but there are some non wrestling talk. Uh, after this but i think you can still answer these uh he's been reading that mjf's talk of 2024 may not just be a tongue-in-cheek reference to him signing with wwe some reports say that back in april uh him and tony khan had a heated discussion about the contract situation more specifically about how much money he's currently making there's also reported that between the two because of the interview mjf did with ariel hawani because he didn't run it past the awpr team some are saying that their relationship hasn't improved. Can we put any stock into this being uh, that these are just rumors right now? So, Tyler, your thoughts on kind of the whole MJF contract situation? I mean, he told BFW himself. He said whoever's going to pay him the most is where he's going. So, I, like, he's got that superstar quality to where I think it, it rings true that he can go kind of wherever he wants to go. And I think I think it would be cool to see – MJF in WWE to bring like I know right now we have Roman who is probably the best one of the best heels like in the last what 20 years or something like that or at least in the last 10 years we'll say um but it would be nice to have another like like MJF to come in that kind of brash loudmouth now the problem is I like the somewhat uncensored version of MJF that he could kind of say whatever, do whatever in AEW and, and nothing's kind of off limits. Whereas I feel like he goes to WWE, it's going to be a little bit more like, Hey, you need to follow a, a you know, it's PG television pretty much. Um, that would be my only caveat, but you know, go, go where the money's going to go, man. You, you deserve it. You've worked your ass off for a lot for, for what you, what you've got so far. So. I don't know what to do with all these reports. Um, you know, I don't want to put too much stock like, oh, this definitely means he's leaving or definitely means he's not leaving. I've always kind of said, like, I think MJF should stay in AEW. As you said, he's so much better, I think, in that company because of what he can say and what he can do. And I think he's more valuable overall to AEW than what he would be in WWE. I mean, just right now, he would just be kind of another cog in the wheel. He's yep. also kind of shorter, which I always just fear that he's going to get lost in the shuffle. It's going to be, you know, Vince is going to bring him in as like a new toy. They sign him to a bunch of money, which maybe that'll tie him to actually use him properly. But then I just think he's going to get lost back in the shuffle 50-50 booking. Yeah. But if he goes to, if he stays with AEW, he's going to continue to be protected. And I, I mean, even by 2024, I think he will be AEW champion. So selfishly, I hope MJF does stay with w- or with AEW just because I, I love what he's doing. But he, I mean, we've seen those. He uh, applied for Tough Enough. Obviously, he has an affinity for WWE. So I, I understand why some people want to go there because it's you know their childhood dream. But I personally want him to, uh, to stay. But I would not be shocked at this point. I've definitely kind of more leaned towards, oh, maybe he will because – couple months ago, I was like, oh, there's no shot he's leaving. It's just a bit, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, was bringing back Alexa the way they did the best way to introduce to uh, her to fans? Shouldn't they have placed her in the title picture right away? So 
explain this to me, Cheese. How did they bring her back? Uh, so pretty much they've been doing the Sony Deville storyline where she's kind of abused her power with Bianca Belair. Adam Pierce uh, shut that shit down and said she's uh, no longer a official. So now she's just a regular wrestler or <clears throat> superstar. Sorry, WWE gotcha. superstar. There you go. And so she had a mystery opponent. It ended up being Alexa Bliss. And then Alexa just kind of squashes her in like 20 seconds. Hits a sparkle splash, a beautiful sparkle splash, not a twisted bliss for the win. Um, so she you know, gets the win. Don't know what this means. I don't think she's going to feud with Sony. I still think Sony and Bianca are going to do something. I Or maybe Sony just falls back in line. I don't know. So but, did they strip her whole gimmick of like female fiend thing or what? Like So it's like, a, so Alexa, it's kind of like a, a mending of the two. They, they, they kept, they went back to her music. So there's no like fiend scary aspects to it. She keeps wearing a little bit more black. She's worn some leather. She still has Lily. So there's still like aspects to her. But right now she's not, you know, spooky, scary. So I think this is kind of like an evolution for her, which I'm fine Got with. It. You know, it's it's a new look. It's switching I, up a bit. I'm, I'm glad. So I, I'm just glad that they didn't like fully like ignore that that all just happened. And they're kind of like you said, the, they're giving it the evolution instead of just like, let's sweep that shit under the rug and let's fucking let's bring well, back they, old stuff. When, when she when she came back originally for uh, Elimination Chamber in February, they did run those vignettes of her going to therapy. So I guess that is kind of their way of explaining it. Got it. So she, you know, kind of came back unannounced for the, after the past couple of months. But I, I mean, I think she will be back. Right now, she's a babyface. She could turn heel, go up against Bianca because they need all the different opponents uh, they yeah. can. Then finally, for the wrestling questions with stories uh, of Roman appearing at less house shows as well as being pulled from hell in a cell could that possibly mean that reigns could lose his title sooner than we all thought with him taking more time off so apparently roman has signed a new contract that also adds more uh, less dates he did like the house show speech of him saying, he saying wasn't gonna come back to new Jersey, i don't know right? I, I don't know if i'm gonna come back to the city uh, he's not on hell in a cell i mean even on the the other podcast, they said he's not going to be at SummerSlam or Money in the Bank, which I do not believe. Like those are two yeah. stadium shows. He has to be on those. Uh, especially with, SummerSlam. Like Money in the Bank, I can see, but but SummerSlam, it's the event of the summer. You know, it's it's one of the big four. You gotta have your world champion there to to double world champion. Double world champion. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't mean to to, to lessen respect on his name. That's right. But but I mean, I guess. I, I think they probably should. If he is taking a step back, I mean, you still have Cody out there vying for just the WWE title, I guess. I don't know. I do think Cody is kind of a front runner to win the money in the bank, but I, I always just, I never really thought that WWE was all too intrigued with keeping the dual or the unified titles. Even when Becky did a couple of years ago, they split that off right away. Um, and, I mean, we're seeing no Roman. Their roster is super thin to begin with. You take Roman out of the picture, especially on SmackDown, where it's kind of just his show. Yeah. It does, you know, drop it down a bit. And I do like that it, you know, it forces them to tell stories that don't involve titles, where it's just like, oh, I want the title. No, you can't have it. And then we fight. So I like that aspect to it. But uh, I, yeah, I, I, think he's going to drop it sooner rather than later. I think he's still going to hold on to the universal title, but I think the WWE title probably is going to 
uh, come off his shoulder sooner rather than later. So, all right, into some some pop culture talk because Tyler's here. Yeah, uh, we talked about. Mr. X. I, re- I read these questions earlier and I was like, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I love. We this uh, we did we did talk do some comic book talk last week and we're not really comic book guys. We're comic book movie guys, but not comic books themselves. So, uh, when asked if Mr. X is a Marvel or DC guy. As a little kid, I loved and still love Batman and Superman. Then around 10, he discovered the X-Men through the animated series that is also making a comeback to yeah, uh, Disney+. Plus. So uh, I the uh, X-Men through the animated series, and that's where I got into comic books. As a reader, uh, I identify more with Marvel as a fan because their stories were based more on reality. Don't get me wrong. I also read DC Comics as well. Uh, hell, my handle in Brightest Day X, shout out, uh, is taken from the Green Lantern Oath minus the X. I still currently buy comics, and I think I may have around 400 or 500. I've never actually counted. If you ever considered reading any, I'd highly recommend The Watchmen. Oof. The movie does not. Uh, the movie does a decent job translating the comic book, but I feel like the source material is much better of course there's frank miller's classic the dark knight returns as much of which was used in the batman vs superman and, and batman year one i'd suggest kingdom come which features the beautiful art of alex rose all of which are from dc comics from marvel check out the civil war series all kinds of insanity came out of that storyline. So, Mr. X, thank you for giving us a little history lesson into your comic book fandom. Yes. Yeah. That's it. The, the real question is the next one, right, Tyler? Is that the one you're getting into? No, well, no, well, I, I like I, I love it. I absolutely love I love the Watchmen. I, I haven't read the there's only one a few things that I've read comic wise. Like I read the Infinity Saga when um Infinity War and Endgame were coming out. Um, and then when No Way Home was coming out, I was trying to get through as much of the original Amazing Spider-Man run as I could. I used to have the Marvel Unlimited app, which you paid like five bucks a month and you got all the Marvel comics. I'm definitely more of a Marvel person. I do love Batman. Just, you know, I'm not a big Superman guy, but I, I do love everything Batman. I watch the movies. I watch the animated shows and all that fun stuff. Um, but I love I love the Watchmen movie, so I've always wanted to read those comics. And then I don't know if you know, Mister X, if you have Amazon Prime, but The Boys is fucking amazing. If you love the Watchmen, I think you'd love The Boys if you haven't seen it already. Um, but yeah, the second part is kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Would you like to read that? Ah, uh, sure. I'm, I'm I like uh, animate the animated series. It's like I do like Batman. Shout out yeah. over on, on yes. WB back in the day. Classic. I used my shit. Uh, but yes, here we go. <clears throat> also, am I the only one who couldn't give a shit about the new Avatar movie? No, you're not alone, Mr. X. I don't care about it either. Oh, no, don't do this. To me. Oh, I, I forgot. Mean, okay. This was this was a running bit on the other podcast, and I kind of forgot where you stood. Travis is the one that hasn't watched Avatar or doesn't care doesn't about it. Doesn't watch Avatar, doesn't give a shit. So this is the thing. I didn't care when it first came out. I was like, you know, I was like 13. It was like, whatever, Avatar, cool. I watched it before we went to Disney World, and I was like, holy shit, this movie's actually really good. And then I went to Disney World, and I saw the Avatar land that they had over there, and I was like, 
This place is fucking awesome. I'm all in on Avatar. I love the shit. I'm not like a super fan to where it's like, I, I, so this is where I'm in the same sense of like, I could give a shit story-wise. Who gives a fuck? They don't need another Avatar 2. But from a filmmaking standpoint, it's such a beautiful movie. The the cinema, cinematography is fucking amazing. The, the visual effects are great. That's what I'm looking forward to most. Uh, it, it's kind of like the same thing with like the Jurassic World movies. The acting, the storytelling, all that shit, who cares? It's it's how beautifully every how beautiful everything looks in the movie. That's what I'm most excited for with with Avatar 2 and Avatar 3 and I think they I think they've already green, green lit like Avatar 6. So those movies are going to keep coming out. So obviously I'm not as big of an Avatar person as you. I'm not going to just slander it like someone on this on this on a well he has appeared on this RSS feed a few times but yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've watched. I can't remember the last time I like sat down and watched. It. I think I maybe only watched it in its entirety, like maybe once. I mean, yeah. it's moves fine. It's it's a cool movie. Maybe I should watch it back just to watch it again. But I do agree with you. the The visual aspects of it are stunning. I mean, it, this movie was what 15 years ago, and it still holds up today, which makes it. I mean, it, that's more impressive now than it was 15 years ago, just because it's held up. It's held up for that long. Uh, but uh, they they ran the Avatar thing. Uh, the trailer at Doctor Strange, and I was like, "Oh, I kind of forgot they're doing another Avatar. Look yeah. cool. Don't really. I mean, if it gets like great reviews or something, that comes out on streaming service on Disney Plus or something like, I I might check it out. But I have no. Oh, no, jeez, no, jeez. This this is the thing. You this, gotta watch it on the big screen in IMAX and Dolby. And ugh. this is this is what I'm like. You just gotta see it on the big screen. You don't have to go to the. I, I mean, it'll probably be better, a whole lot better in IMAX, but. This like the who gives a shit about this? when you watch a movie at home, it's like I want to watch a good story. I could care. Although I will say Disney Plus is now doing like IMAX enhanced on your TV at home. And I watched Doctor Strange and it was fucking awesome. Like the, the first Doctor Strange in, in the enhanced IMAX, it actually looked really good. So not to knock that. Like if they do that for Avatar 2, then I won't be as upset. But some of these movies, man, you got to see them in the big screen or on the big screen. Maybe whenever it comes, when's it coming out? Like, is it coming out like Christmas time or later in the fall? I think it's, I think it's Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, finally, Mr. X actually slid to the DM. He was uh, thought he'd give Dominic a break and post it here for his thoughts. Well, uh, Dominic just took the day off. So doesn't matter. Uh, I'm, d- Mr. X, are you aware that Dominic took the day? That's crazy. That's, that's he- awesome. He knows. He, well, he knows he he's giving Dominic a break by adding more work to my play, but that's okay, Mister X. I appreciate it. So he has hey, more. Hey, he hey. Has, it's more talk on the uh, MCU uh, DC stuff. So uh, he would. I would also, uh, if I could talk about the MCU versus DCU movie debate, far and oh, away yeah. Marvel has the better run of movies. I unfortunately still haven't seen like the last five, but the way they've given each new group of characters, they introduce time to establish themselves within the universe has been great. DC, on the other hand, it feels like they're trying to catch up to 10 plus years of Marvel movie dominance by rushing to get all their characters out. Now I'm doing so in doing so they've sacrificed proper storytelling. I enjoyed the I enjoyed Man of Steel. The first Wonder Woman was great. Aquaman had its flaws, but I had fun watching it. Plus, they decided to reboot Batman again. Not sure if that was necessary. The pieces for what they had in mind are still there, 
but it just seems scattered. Also, can't wait for the new Flash movie to see Michael Keaton return as the caped crusader. Yeah. So th- this is exactly, thank you, Mr. Wright. This is exactly what I've been saying for the past like five years now is Marvel, Marvel had a plan in 2008. They knew that they were going to tell this whole fucking story. They knew what they were doing and they planned it out. They mapped it out. They did things right. DC saw the success of Marvel and was like, Hey, we should try to capitalize on this. And they rushed everything out. And like Mr. X said, it, it, it sacrificed the quality of the st- storytelling, the quality of character development. Everything felt rushed because they have the pieces. DC has a lot of great characters. And they, a lot have, of great they, they have the biggest superheroes like they have Batman and Superman. Those are far bigger than anything Marvel really has anything. except for Spider-Man. Yeah. And Spider-Man, they didn't. Uh, Marvel didn't even make a new Spider-Man movie till like. 10 years in or almost I think it was eight years into what they were what what they were building so they have the tools to succeed they just they rush themselves and and we're starting to see them come along a little bit more peacemaker was great um fantastic the suicide the suicide squad reboot was was awesome I agree I love I loved Wonder Woman I uh I'm not a big Superman fan, so I wasn't a big fan of Man of Steel, but I can appreciate it for what, you know, what it meant to DC. So I I, I do agree it was a good movie. And, and they're holding debacle with Batman of like, you know, now Robert Pattinson's playing Batman, but it's not really the DC EU or whatever. It, it, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot. If they want to do this thing right, you you have to kind of scrap it, say we fucked up and we're starting over. That I think that's the only way you can do this. Yeah, I mean, we both loved the Batman. I thought it was great, but I do agree. It's like it's just in its own little universe. And then you have yeah. like the Joker movie that came out last year, and there's like so many different Jokers, and you had the Suicide Squad Joker, and now you have like a new Joker at the end of the Batman. It's like it's just very confusing. And MC the MC does such a great job of just putting everything in one universe, even with the multiverse stuff. I think they're going to do a good job. The cohesion is great. They're going to do a a good job at kind of keeping it isolated, making it semi easy to follow. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm not the huge DC person. I mean, I'll watch like, you know, the bigger movies, but the MCU, I kind of just was turned on to them like back, like Infinity War, like when all that stuff was going on. I I mean, I watched, you know, some of the movies, but now after like Infinity War and Endgame, I've kind of like gone all in. Now I watch all the Disney Plus stuff. I've watched all the movies now, so. He's watching the movies. He's watching the YouTube breakdowns. I'm, I'm watching the watching season TikToks. finale of Moon Knight. Don't shame me, okay? Don't shame me. What's I need the, to uh, watch what's, what's, what's What's the next thing uh, coming out? Is for what's for, the next big Disney Plus show, Tyler? Oh, is it a star? Is it the Obi Wan? Kenobi comes out in like two weeks. Okay, okay. I'm very um, excited for that. Should 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 be fun. Uh, but before we, we let you go, Tyler, I didn't know if you wanted to to get your your thoughts on Doctor Strange. Uh, spoiler warning for anybody out there who hasn't seen it, but it's almost been a week and a half. If you care about spoilers, you've probably seen it by now. Oh, what a what a movie. What a what a fucking movie. Multiverse of Madness was. I will say it does. It obviously has its flaws. There are some things that people people don't like that. that I was I was talking to Travis about this at at, at bowling and it was kind of like they hyped it up to be this like ginormous I think I think it was kind of the same thing with with the WandaVision ending 
there were so many theories, there was so much speculation, so much that it kind of hyped it up even more in people's minds to where they, they found themselves let down because like, oh, we didn't get uh, Tom Cruise's Iron Man. We didn't get, you know, all these all these different theories that everybody wanted. We're going to see Miles Morales or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, they're going to introduce, you know, all of the X-Men. It's like, no, I'm not surprised they didn't do that. They, they opened the door. They cracked the door open a little bit with, with the Illuminati. And of course, again, you said the spoilers, Reed Richards coming out and, and the Fantastic Four door being open and all that shit. It was, that was, that was awesome. Patrick Stewart coming out as Professor X in his, from the, you know, Mr. X talked about the X-Men cartoon in his uh, original chair. Shit was the music. Awesome. The music, the musical. I didn't even get to hear the musical cue because of how like juiced everybody was. They were so excited to see him. So excited to see Mr. Fantastic that it was just like so much going on. Uh, um, but I thought it was great. Um, the The storytelling was straight to the point. It, it was quick. You know, they didn't have to rely on doing a big two and a half hour, two hour, 45 minute movie. It was under two hours. So it, I thought the movie was great. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. I'm a little lower on it than Tyler is. Um, I, I did think kind of maybe some of the storytelling, the kind of the scripting uh, wasn't the best in the world yeah. we i also brought up like the ending i didn't i was not a big fan of the ending per se yeah but, uh you know with dr strange which that doctor the zombie strange i thought that looked like shit that did not look good at all in my opinion I, I, yeah it like it was it like a, it was like a like a real life prosthetic like makeup but it like I don't know if it's like we're just used to CGI so much that it just didn't look good in the MCU, but I, I, I it kind of took yeah, me out of the moment. I, it was weird because it seemed like it was prosthetic, but then at the same time, it seemed like they were trying to like mash in like VFX into it. So it was like a weird mixture of both. I, I, I was kind of the same. It kind of took me out for a minute of like, this doesn't look that, that great. And it's almost, it was almost like a comedy thing for me. It's like, oh, he looks like a fucking idiot. But yeah. I don't think that they weren't playing that up. They were playing like as a serious spooky type thing. So like at first, at first when, when they first did it, like when he first came out, I was like, yeah, they're, they're definitely going for the jokey feel for it. But then, like you said, like they were going for like true horror with him. And it just, it was more, like you said, it was more funny than it was scary. That, that moment, that moment was more funny than scary. Yeah. And the, the ending uh, I I do not think Wanda is dead. I think she's no. still alive. I mean, they I didn't really realize this, but they did do like the little yellow or red. The, poof. the red, yeah, she's gone. She she's she 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 found a way out. And and they've also made the, her kids like such a integral part of her story, which they should be. That I think they're going to come back, and uh, they are going to be whatever their names are. They are going to be you know Billy a bigger part later in the show. It's not like their gimmick names. Of uh, oh yeah. And they're going to be, you know, I think they're going to they're going to grow up and have superpowers and they're going to be a part of the Young Avengers, which now with America Chavez, they're definitely laying the groundwork for all these younger Avengers with maybe Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop America Chavez, Billy and Tommy. And then the, the last person is. Um, um, fuck, I can't remember. Is it a King the Conqueror variant 
or it's low. It's some some runs. It's like a younger Loki. Yeah, and then we I have think. like the She Hulk. I guess we got coming out. Who knows what's going with that? Uh, yeah. We got Shang Chi in the background. Doctor Strange. I guess he's sticking around for more movies. Who knows what's Thank going God. on with Who knows what's going on with Thor and the Guardians? So that's gonna be. I can't wait for for Thor: Love and Thunder to come out. That's gonna be fucking awesome. Well, it should should be fun. Anything else? Doctor Strange and or oh, the 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 first boss fight with the whatever oct- not octopus but the the eye monster they completely yep. they they stole that from uh, the suicide squad with the eye gouge gimmick to kill him i mean there's I mean, a lot of things stolen mcu from DC. stealing from the dc there's a lot of things that get stolen between those two um, it's yeah yeah no it's it i i watched it i was like yeah this is just the this is the suicide squad fight this is pretty much the same shit but um yeah, I'm excited. I like Benedict Cumberbatch playing Doctor Strange, and I, I kind of hope he's like he's kind of a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man of of this newer brand of of what Marvel movies are. So I, I, I'm excited to see him keep going, and the future of the MCU still looks bright. I love it. Mm, should should be fun. Okay, gonna go over to the wrestling side of things. The AEW Dynamite recap, Tyler. You're more than welcome. To, to stay around but i think uh, you're gonna leave get out of the car maybe Haley I, and the roommate are finally awake so you can go say hi to them and have a have a great rest of your weekend Tyler. have fun in reno thank you cheese i will be letting you know and i'll and maybe maybe cheese will want to throw it out kind of like how he said you know he was gonna put a big bet out there in vegas i kind of want to do the same when i'm in reno so maybe when i tell him what my bet will be maybe he'll post it maybe he'll try and get some some rally some support behind it we'll see know. We'll yeah. see. Send me the bet slip and I'll uh I'll put it out there so we get the good vibes rolling. Do we That's do we have a, an, do we have an inkling? Is it going to be a baseball? Is it gonna be basketball, hockey, bowling? What are we looking at? What's what's the, the field? Well, it kind of depends. It all depends because when I go out there Sunday, it's right into a bowling tournament. So we get out there, it's like unpack my shit, go right to the bowling stadium to, to bowl a tournament. So who knows? I might make a fucking run in this bowling tournament, win the whole goddamn thing. And and it could be late at night. I don't I don't know what I'm going to be able to bet. Um, most likely baseball because obviously that's the sport I know the best. But it's also the sport that I'm having the worst record with. So at this point, it's kind of a, a crapshoot. I might just fucking be betting ponies again. Who knows? How uh, how long are you there for? I'm there. It, it's it's get out there Sunday around two. We're leaving Monday at noon. Oh, so it's just a one day turnaround. Okay. I thought it's, this was, it's a fucking, it's a quick turnaround. I so. thought this was like a, like maybe a couple day thing. Like maybe you leave Tuesday or something, but no, no, I can't miss too much work. So I'll be back for work on Tuesday. So, hmm. so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving Monday at noon. So hopefully I'm going to be at the, the sports book on, on time on Sunday night to where I could just pop a, pop a spot and, and fucking relax. Okay, it depends. I mean, I don't know what the time schedule is, but uh, yeah. you know, Game Seven, Phoenix Mavs, they starts like five, so maybe okay. you can maybe you play something down there. Sunday night, well, Sunday night baseball actually starts before that. Now they're starting like at four. They're starting at like four now, which sucks. I can't say. And usually Sunday is day baseball day, so there's not a lot of night games going on on Sunday. So we'll again keep my right. fingers crossed that that maybe I get maybe, maybe we're maybe we're betting Monday morning KBO. It might just be. It might just be. We'll, we'll have to see. But uh, to all the listeners out there, thank you. Thank you for bearing with us again, you know, without Dominic. I know I know it's hard to hear just me, 
and not have Dominic's sweet voice to also talk. So, but hopefully next week. The uh, the penultimate show before Vegas, or I guess that well, this is the penultimate show before Vegas. But next week, uh, hopefully everybody's back in the saddle. We can have one last go around. When Tyler could talk about his Reno excursion. Is, uh, is Haley coming? Is is this a Gunderson exclusive? Is there is Haley coming? Who who's all going to be there? Uh, it's gonna it's the bowling team. So it's me, Travis, my dad, and then uh, my cousin Josh and Nicole. So. Is, uh, is Donnie coming? Donnie's on another bowling team, so yeah, he'll be there. Hey, okay. He'll be there, and Ken and Ish and all those guys will. They got their team. They'll be there, so it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be a, a sight to see. That's for sure. Can't, can't uh, and, wait for the, can't wait and, for the stories. And next week, heart and soul, gonna get a goddamn review. We will. All right. So thank you, Tyler. Uh, go back into the apartment. And uh, have a have a great day. Have great fun at your Livermore gimmick. Whatever. Thank you. What is whatever that is. All right. So. All right. So thank you once again, Tyler. So I'm just going to go at it alone uh, for this AEW Dynamite recap. Uh, So they kick off the show with Adam Cole taking on Dax Harwood for the uh, for the Owen, the first match of the Owen, the true actual tournament. Uh, Adam Cole gets the win. I thought it was a, a really good match. Kind of slow to start off, but they kind of brought it back around. They had Martha Hart there in the stands, which I thought was a nice touch. Uh, Cole getting the win. Uh, it would make sense. I mean, he is, I mean, I probably by far and away the biggest guy in this uh, tournament. So it makes sense. He's getting a win over the tag team guy. A uh, little bit of an ode to, you know, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. I was kind of getting those vibes because, you know, FDR kind of had their their love story to the Hart family and adam cole's been always been getting those uh oh my god what the i have no one here to find words for me he always would get uh the comparison to sean michael so we got some you know tuning up the band little switching music tees and uh, we get the tap out win via a sharpshooter so i don't know what exactly that i don't know if that was like a, a montreal screw job callback or whatever why they picked that finish but i thought it was fantastic i mean i kind of wish Dax wasn't a part of the tournament just because I wish FTR as a tag team was able to do something together for double or nothing, you know, maybe going off the tag titles or even going after like red dragon in a kind of offshoot feud for double or nothing. So we're, we're only two weeks out from Vegas. As we said, the card is starting to come together. Uh, the tag team scene, as we, as I kind of talked about on the other, on the bullet cast, where it was like, oh, you know, the young bucks aren't really doing anything, but they're doing the thing with the Hardys on being the elite, but Jeff is still in the Owens. So they kind of are hinting towards it, but they're not going full fledged into it. And then just kind of the whole tag team uh, title scene is a little bit of a mess right now, but we'll get to that uh, in a little bit later. CM Punk takes on Johnny Hungy, John Silver of the Dark Order in Long Island. Long Island now is, I guess, Bizarre World for AEW. So Punk uh, rocking a Tavares jersey. I think that's his name. He's a, an Islanders player who left. And so I guess that's supposed to be some big heel move. And uh, the crowd was, I mean, there was people booing Punk, but it wasn't the overwhelming, you know, we hate you like it was last time they were there when he was feuding with MJF. So it was kind of like an odd dynamic, especially with, uh, hangman page on commentary where he was healing up last week so now cm punk is healing up this week in front of the crowd and page is i mean even on he was always on commentary he was never like you know the strongest guy 
to he's out William Regal out there every week on commentary. We'll say that. But uh, the match itself with Punk was good. Uh, you know, good, straightforward win. Silver got in some offense, but it definitely was more of a showcase for Punk. He hits the buckshot lariat for the win. Uh, so sending a message to Hangman. Uh, that I mean, that was fine. But uh, then Punk gets on the mic, talks some shit to Hangman. Hangman gets in there, and then he fl- uh, Hangman flips off Punk. I thought the the work from Punk was, was good. Wasn't like super over the top, like fantastic work by him. Uh, but like this, this whole build has really just been thrown for a loop with uh, Hangman getting COVID. I think because I think that first week they were supposed to do something like a, a big kind of you know shoot you know takeoff type angle to really get this thing going. But Hangman had COVID, so then Punk had to do his thing. And then Punk, I guess, was filming a movie or TV show. So he wasn't available last week. So Hangman did his thing where he was kind of heelish. And then now this week they're in Long Island. So maybe they didn't want to go full-fledged one way or another just because the it was kind of muddied and they wanted to do their bit with Punk. And so now ne- I'm hoping next week we really do get something big in this feud, which I'm, I mean, still CM Punk chasing after the title. So me personally, I'm still excited for this. Just, I mean, I am going, so that also adds, I think, extra excitement. So it's kind of hard for me to gauge where the average pay-per-view viewing fan is. But I do admit that I wish they have kind of hit their crescendo or kind of hit their peak a little bit earlier than two weeks out before pay-per-view. But still, it's Punk. He's going to carry the workload of the talking I still wish Hangman was able to be that type of babyface that could cut good, solid promos every single week. Not WWE style where he's in the ring for 10, 15 minutes talking nonsense, but just a good, solid backstage promo come out. I wish maybe him and Punk could go for a little bit back and forth this week, but maybe they're building towards that. But if you're trying to build towards your babyface cutting a promo against the, the his opponent, not exactly a heel, you know, maybe... He's not the, the the right guy to be the, the top guy. But uh, we shall see. Then we get uh, Danhausen making his AEW Dynamite debut, or I guess just his Dynamite, his wrestling debut for AEW as he takes on Tony Nese. A little, I mean, I guess it was kind of a distraction, but uh, Tony Nese just beats Danhausen super quick. Definitely defined Danhausen as a joke, which as much as I love Danhausen, like I'm fine with that. You know, Tony Nese gets the quick win. Uh, then they beat up on Danhausen more. Hook makes the save. So now we get Hookhausen official. We get a little handshake, and we are going to get Dan Hookhausen taking on Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling for the pre-show uh, for the buy-in at Double or Nothing. So I am excited uh, to see Danhausen and Hook. The feud itself, it's it's not about Danhausen. Like yes, he's there, but it's obviously about Hook building him up, another person to beat. It's not super serious it's not a super high-end level thing where hook is demanding to be you know this world-class wrestler or anything like that so i think they're it's definitely the hook thing has cooled off since last uh fall but you don't want to shoot him to the moon too quickly he's definitely not ready i mean he's only said like what two words three words total on AEW. so um i think you know putting him with tony nice a, a solid wrestler uh getting them reps I'm fine with it. And uh, the crowd should just be crazy for Hookhausen. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Then kind of the the main main dish, the main course for this show was the MJF Wardlow contract signing. 
in MJF's hometown of Long Island. Uh, Wardlow comes out, gets booed. Even out the Tron saying boo Wardlow. Uh, then MJF comes out. They did the whole Dark Side of the Ring parody, which Chris Jericho nom- uh, narrating, which I thought was it was hilarious. It was great. And MJF just doing his thing in his hometown, you know, being a baby face to the home crown, but he was t- still smarmy enough that you could see through him and it was entertaining, but he was still being a heel even when he was being the hometown guy. So I, I thought this worked. I, I really enjoyed this. I thought MJF was great. Wardlow played his part well. And even after MJF was still like, you know, the big hometown guy, the story still revolved around Wardlow trying and almost getting his hands on MJF and the crowd still did pop for that. So I did think that was a good, a good sign for Wardlow. Um, you know, different type dynamic with between this feud than it was with MJF and punk when they were in long Island. So I enjoyed it. They were doing the, not exactly the the six stages of hell or whatever they call the thing with Cody, but Wardlow's going to get 10 lashes and then face um, Sean Spears in a cage with MJF as a special guest referee. Don't know why MJF would want to get locked inside of a cage with Wardlow, but I would assume he's going to pull some strings and say like, oh, if you touch me, then you're banned or whatever. And maybe they do some sort of gimmick where Sean Spears, you know, whacks Wardlow, but Wardlow ducks and it's MJF and that's how they get out of it. And then Wardlow is able to get the pin or do something. I don't know. Or maybe they do some sort of gimmick where because MJF loves WWE so much that they do WWE rules where they can escape the cage to win, which I thought would it could be like a fun little way out of a finish while also kind of playing up, you know, MJF's type of WWE-S character. But uh, we shall see about that. Then Ricky Starks defends the FTW title against Jungle Boy. A full-on distraction finish. I, I, If I call it out in WWE, I will call it in AEW. AEW, I think, is doing a little bit too many of distraction finishes. We're seeing these, especially with kind of those mid-level guys where you could realistically go either which way. And I, uh, Starks and Jungle Boy are definitely those two guys. You know, like these two, Andrade, Keith Lee. Uh, Alistair Black, sorry, Malachi Black, just you know, they have a big pool of just really talented middle of the road guys that they could do more with if you picked a side and just you know elevated them to a point. But it's kind of the WWE logic you like both guys, you don't want to hurt one in favor of the other, so we get a distraction finish. So Ricky Starks successfully retains the FTW title, but it looks as though we will be getting a triple threat tag team match for uh, the AEW titles, whether that is on double or nothing or possibly on the rampage or uh, dynamite before double or nothing. Both of those shows will be in Vegas. So maybe we'll go. I mean, thinking about the rampage show, because we will be in Vegas Thursday through Monday. So maybe go to rampage. If that show is strong enough, I don't know. We'll have to uh, see what happens there, but, as I said earlier, the EW tag title division or title scene, a little bit of a mess right now. It's kind of convoluted where this, I mean, the story really is Keith Lee and Swerve against Team Taz, like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are just kind of thrown into the mix because they just got, just got kind of caught into the tornado of this feud. So I, you know, as I said, I wish maybe you could have got just a straight up 2v2 with FTR you know, Red Dragon, the Young Bucks, 
or one of the other talented tag teams that got in that division, but it is what it is. Moving on, we get the Jericho Appreciation Society victory speech. And I thought this was maybe not the most entertaining thing on the show, but it was probably the best thing that happened on the show. Uh, Just, you know, Jericho and his guys being heels, being assholes. And then the baby faces come out and the heels, you know, get beat up for a little bit. They scurry away as the baby faces get in the upper hand on the heels. Uh, Kingston, Santana Ortiz make their comeback. Kingston uh, wearing the the makeup on the eye to sell the fireball. Uh, The Blackpool Combat Club joining forces. So it looks as though we're going to get a five-on-five match with Moxley and Danielson teaming with Santana Ortiz and Kingston, which is cool. But as I said, I I really wanted uh, Moxley and Danielson to to fight for the tag titles. I know that's kind of fantasy booking on my end because I'm being selfish, but I really did want that match, even though they weren't building toward or hinting at it at all. I just thought, oh, you know, these are two star guys. They're in a tag team. It would make sense for them to go after the tag titles, but they're not doing that right now. Uh, Regal getting uh, a punch in on Jericho was great. Jericho selling it, which is good to see, you know, Regal's healthy enough to get, you know, involved physically. So I, I do think that leans toward we will get some sort of angle with Regal down the line. Obviously, you don't need to do this right now, especially with the Jericho Expreciation Society. It's not the the team, the group, the angle to, to do something like that. So uh, whenever that might be, we'll, we'll see Regal maybe get straight up beat up or maybe we get some sort of, you know, ambiguity of him like <laughs> – uh, back in the day when Papa Buck got laid out and he just had catch ball up through his face. Probably won't be that bad, but maybe we get something to that ilk. And then finally, the main event was another Owen Hart tournament uh, match. Oh, I skipped over the other Owen Hart match with Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. Match was good. Uh, nothing really too much to complain. Uh, well, the ending, I think, was a little nonsensical where Tony Storm just kind of no selling like all the moves that just happened right beforehand just for her to hit her finisher. But I mean, between Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter, obviously Tony was the one that should have won this match. So she moves on as she should uh, probably should be like a crowning moment for Tony of her winning the, the, uh, the tournament and uh, going on Britt Baker will be facing the Joker next week. So that could be a whole bunch of different people. Obviously, you know, people speculating it could be Ember Moon Athena. Maybe it's somebody somebody else. We thought maybe Mia Yim, but now Mia Yim signed up with Impact. Shout out Mr. X. He was at the Impact taping or Impact show last Saturday. He uh, had a lot of fun as he sent in to the other podcast. But uh, I hope uh, Tony can get her, her feet from under her and keep moving. That really didn't make any sense. Moving on. In the main event, uh, Jeff Hardy takes on Darby Allen in an Owen quarterfinal match. No holds bar, no DQ, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, This match was what you'd expect it to be. A just stunt show. Two guys trying to kill each other for better or for worse. Um, I I mean, I enjoyed it. That Darby swanton off the mega ladder onto the chairs on the floor, which is absolutely insane. Like it looked amazing. Glad Darby didn't hurt himself, but that like 
four inches to the left or right and he could have like been paralyzed if hardy didn't catch him right and he like landed his spine straight on the back of one of those chairs like darby what what are you doing man like i get it this is what you do and you even were doing this before you were a wrestler but come on guys come on do not be doing this and even jeff like jeff did his little you know did a swanton onto the stairs which he he caught him flush it looked really good but I just don't know how much longer you can be doing this. But in the end, Jeff Hardy does get the win with kind of a callback to the Cody Rhodes Derby match where he does the coffin drop into a crucifix leverage pin. So I thought that was a, a cheeky little finish there and uh, an upset. I think everyone, myself included, expected Darby to get the win over Hardy, but no party gets the win. Um, the Undisputed Elite come out. They stare down the Hardy boys. So once again, kind of hinting towards a Young Bucks uh Hardy Boys match. I know this podcast is probably going to be torn because we know Dominic's going to want the Hardys to win. I'm probably going to want the uh, Young Bucks to win. So that's going to be a little fun dynamic between the two of us if that match actually does take place at double nothing, which it does look like it's going to be. We will be getting Jeff Hardy versus Adam Cole next week in a semifinal match, even though the quarterfinal matches are still taking place next week, which I don't understand why aren't both semifinal matches in two weeks while the quarterfinals can finish up and it's a whole thing. I know I'm nitpicking, but as someone who watches sports and is a tournament person, why are you giving that added advantage to Cole or Hardy? Most likely Cole to get the extra week of rest, but I digress. Uh, That is it for the EW diamond recap. Good show. I think Dynamite continues to, you know, be good, solid shows. We're seeing the ratings not exactly be perfect. They do got, you know, stiff competition with the NBA and NHL playoffs. So there's a lot of stuff kind of inhibiting them. But even then, you have the excuse of the playoffs. I said it's a good show, but it's still not exactly what it can be. I mean, you're, what, two weeks out of a pay-per-view, three weeks out of a pay-per-view. And it just doesn't really... Not hitting that right crescendo, it's not giving them. I don't think they have the right momentum they should be having going into double or nothing, you know, their second biggest show of the year. So, I, I, I still enjoy the shows for what they are, but there are aspects of it that I wish they could clean up and make you know, make a bigger deal. It's we say it's like an ensemble cast, they do a great job at making everybody mean something, but when everybody means something, nobody kind of means a lot. But that is, that is what it is. So that'll do it for us for today. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to the show. If you would like to be a part of the show and be like Mr. X, Johnny Roca, Big Daddy, and that's pretty much it. Haley used to write in sometimes, but she doesn't anymore because she's now a part of the podcast. Uh, send in an email, curveballandcs at gmail.com. If you want to slide into the DMs, they're always welcome. They're always open. Curveballs and CS. We are popping off over on the Instagram. Even though that Minoru Suzuki video we posted like a month ago or a month and a half ago, still doing numbers. And we are getting slowly getting more and more followers every single day. So shout out to the Instagram. That is once again, Curveballs and CS. Hopefully everybody will be back here next week. Uh, so as I said earlier, I don't know why Dominic's not here, but he wasn't. We will, we will strive on, and Tyler will give us that review of that Johnny Rooka movie. 
Uh, it's been fun. So for everybody, for Tyler, for Dominic's little running of him doing his jingle and everybody in between. Thank you guys very much. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye-bye.